0: Pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more all built to last. Okay. Hello. The universe really didn't want that in the airwaves, but M just said that they're creating a will and that I'm in the will and I need it on record. And then we realized we weren't recording
1: and now I'm so angry. You are in the will. I, I did say you better count your stars because you might be getting just my teeth or something. I don't so. want that.
0: That's what I want on record. I don't want that.
1: <sighs> I don't care. I want the, I want more say dead one. in my so. in my Maybe in my... it's the thing that would matter most to me to give you. What do you your think? Teeth? <laughs> I don't you don't know what my thoughts are or my,
0: my intentions. I actually know a hundred percent your thoughts, like ninety-nine percent of the time. So I think Odds are, I will say, in like in a
1: in a pinch, just let's put this on record for for real times. If something okay. were to happen, everyone that's important in my life, or like a, a regular player in my life, I would like each of you to take one of my hats.
0: I, I thought you were going to say one of your teeth. I was like, we're not doing this teeth thing. I'm and also a fingernail. Ew! So and stop. Only it. the top ten. It's like MySpace. Oh. <laughs> so Tom. For MySpace, gets one of your fingernails. Lucky him.
1: <laughs> if he wants it, he could have it. He's definitely a, a dead ringer for you know a best friend. So.
0: Well, uh, thank you for that. I guess you're welcome. It's, so, it's, which of
1: my fingernails is it going to be? Maybe the middle finger. You know,
0: it's definitely going to be the. I just take the whole finger. I'm going to tell <laughs> the, the funeral director. That'd be like, fine. Like, take I'm telling off. you.
1: I'm telling you from beyond the grave. If you took my whole finger, that'd be fine.
0: Okay, great. I'm telling you, we needed this on record. Okay, so I'm glad I finally hit record.
1: How are you, Christine? Besides about to be so rich with fingernails. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I'm great. I'm like, I mean, by the time this comes out, this is like weeks in advance now. We're for the first time probably ever. We're like very much ahead of the game recording wise. Which is, and I'm sure fun. that was
1: the end of that high ride. It was good
0: while it lasted, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so when this comes out, because the episode that just came out, I guess I was saying the baby is sideways, and I'm now getting all these great tips and tricks, but like the baby's already flipped. So I'm sort of like, oh, sorry, everybody update That's but, fun.
1: Um, One day yeah. in like I don't know a month or two, I'll be hearing like what other weird things people have given people from Beyond the Grave. And now <laughs> yeah, like, that's right. Somebody's going to be so writing sense.
0: about your fingernails, and you're going to be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, we have a short memory span. um But yeah, so I mean, when this comes out, hopefully, I don't know because I'm going to be just I'm I'm a, I'm kind of being impatient. I'm I'm over it. I'm thirty. I'll be thirty-seven weeks this week, and I'm kinda, oh my gosh, I'm kind of. I'm over it, you know? Is there a chance it. that you won't even be 37 weeks pregnant? You'll just be a mom? Um, I doubt it because that's in, like, 24 or 48 hours that I'll be 37 weeks. Oh, so. okay. So,
1: like, fingers crossed, I no, because I need so. you to record right now. Yeah, because, so.
0: like, right now we have other things to do. We've already um, done
1: the thing where you have contractions during yeah. the show. And, like, yeah. now it's like, old, that you know? for a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> not for me, maybe. Right. Um, but, so, did your, yeah, did I mean... Your... Did they go away? By the way, like, what's
1: the update on that? No,
0: they just keep happening, and uh, <gasps> the doctors just like, "Well, uh you're like fine. You're not having a baby yet. Your body's just like practicing." And I'm like, "Well, wow, Girl, cool. good for me.
1: You're gonna have so much practice that baby's gonna just drop out of you." Like, you- <laughs> I hope <laughs> That's
0: so. Sounds That's not the good. dream. I'm like, with all this practice, it better be fucking prepared. Oh, my God. Um, Wow. So So you've just been having contractions for, like, two weeks? Yeah, it's fine because I can sleep. Like, when I go to sleep, that's like, fine, but it's just during the day. It's, like, all day long. I keep getting huh. che- I mean they've been checking me they're like we don't know why that's happening. So um that's really reassuring. We're going to realize that
1: this is actually just like some weird <laughs> excuse to not talk to me when you try it after the baby's born you're like oh, like, oh this oh, contract <laughs>
0: I'll be
1: like girl
0: it's Damn. too late. But it's so effective while it does while it does last for I me know. You know. This is like a dream scenario. But um anyway so I guess when this comes out I mean I might, I don't know. I wrote it all down on a calendar. Obviously I already forget, but I think by the time this comes out, like maybe baby will presumably be here. So oh my very God. exciting. Check my Instagram, I guess, if you're oh. curious.
1: <laughs> I, um, I have a hunch the world will know. <laughs>
0: the world might know, or at least like someone will hear me shouting from Ohio and be like, uh-oh.
1: When it happens, happening? can you make an announcement on Instagram with a picture of like a
0: stork with Geo's head on it, like something <laughs> that's a real that's funky. A request for the listeners, I think um, I don't know if I'll be in like a photoshopping mood, but maybe you never know. I'll you
1: tell me when the baby's here, and I will have an invitation or a, 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 an announcement prepared.
0: You'll have like a Fiverr account or whatever that website is where you can like pay somebody five bucks and just have When but
1: when I was like, doing Marvel Monday, I had to put my face on every Marvel movie poster. Yeah, so oh, like, how
0: did you do that? I always wondered literally I just drew my face. Oh, you did that just like yourself. And yeah, that yeah. was pretty impressive. I was like, "Wow!" Every week, M has a new little poster of themselves. It was pretty Thank great. You. I like to be, um, I like. It was I was like the validation on the and that's why drink account. And I was like, "Who is making these?" But it was you Mwah. all along. Good for you.
1: wow Yes. So you that's make the, the stork is what you're saying. I'll do it. You tell me when it's. It'll be done.
0: Oh, I'll tell you. You'll hear when. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> we'll hear your.
1: We'll hear your labor screams from across the <laughs> Honestly, country. Honestly, you might.
0: How are you, Em? You look great in your 90s uh, teen teen character hat. Um, Yes, this is me living
1: out my youth. It feels good. And I got this hat at Spirit Halloween, so if you would like to get one yourself, run on over to the 90s teen character costume. I love that that exists. (laughs) I saw it. I saw this hat from across the way, and I was like, (laughs) <laughs> you're coming home with me like this is not a temporary costume my friend this is officially in the main stock pile, yeah little so. did they know they were creating an
0: outfit not a costume uh, <laughs> I,
1: no i don't even care if i look a little silly it just feels right no it and, doesn't
0: like, it looks really good i mean i think i'm supposed to be offended because it's like probably gen z is creating like oh look 90s character teen character and i'm like oh wow that's just like our existence but it it's does feel really fun. Um, I like it's got it. a it's got a tinge of eighties to it, it's which definitely i on the cusp of
1: eighties. I'm mm-hmm. not against it, but it doesn't totally feel nineties. And the the cartoon character or the costume character did state it was a nineties character. So
0: yeah, it does feel like it. Came, it's like a cartoon that came out on the cusp of like eighties nineties. This feels like a ninety-one. This feels like it a, feels like a ninety-one. That's okay. That's what so the best cool things it. come from. So okay.
1: Wow. Thank you. That's nice of you to say about yourself. So, um, <laughs>
0: it
1: is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, one day, your your little baby will say that about twenty twenty one when someone's boy. trying to wear a costume from the twenties. Yeah, but and they'll nobody's be like,
0: mm, oh the twenties. But nobody's going to be able to say yes. Great things happened in twenty twenty one. So, to your be baby,
1: fair. your baby can say, "I'm the only good yeah, thing that's to true. come out
0: of." Yeah. Tw- <laughs> like, that's true
1: tough bar to match
0: but like like... m's cool hat and the baby that's about like the only positives i've seen on the horizon for my own life so your hat and my baby so you know Uh,
1: um to answer your question i'm good but i'm jet setting again i did not i cannot with you i cannot keep up i can't keep up either i was confused about dates i didn't realize i was allison's cousins getting married and so i'm leaving but i thought it was happening not this months week. away and then uh allison was like oh are you ready to for wednesday and i went are
0: you packed for wednesday that's the most terrifying <laughs> sentence if you're not going anywhere in your own and head. i went what's wednesday oh <laughs> i bet she loved that by the way
1: <laughs> uh, well so wednesdays right now there's a marvel tv show that comes out every wednesday so i thought she was saying like you're ready to like I don't. She said something like, "Oh, you ready for? Are you ready for Wednesday?" And then I was like, "Oh, what's Wednesday?" And she's like, "You haven't packed, or some some combination of that." But I I definitely thought it was a completely different direction than oh, where she went. So no. anyway, I'm leaving again. To, oh my god! But I'll be back. This one's a short one.
0: Can so. you imagine if Mothman was still on and M was just like, "Actually, I'm just <laughs> busy, Christine. You have to go."
1: No, I will. I do know like that week. I uh, well, hang on. I don't know anymore yeah, what my schedule is. I'll find out bit. when we get there. I'll find I'm out. Like,
0: I know about my schedule two weeks from now. I'm like, no, you don't. Nobody believes you anymore.
1: <laughs> no, the hope is that I'm just I'm just having a good time. So. <laughs> you're,
0: you're in that hat. I can't really be mad at you or feel like any sort of, I just feel like you're going to be I'll living just, the dream.
1: I'll just wear this hat anytime I'm confused. So at least I look cute doing it. You People know? are,
0: you could do this little like, who, me? Uh, and nobody can be mad <laughs> Um, Real quick note before we start the episode. I meant to mention this earlier. I totally forgot. Um, I was just going to say the reason I drink this week is because I kind of let it slip to end that Blaze's whole plan for the baby was to dress the baby as M for Halloween. And I'm so mad that I let it slip. But now I just I need the world to know because I'm now I'm fully invested. Um, You know,
1: I honestly might actually i don't even know where i'm gonna be next week like i could forget very easily about this <laughs> um but i i am very excited if it does happen i, I'm like, I just
0: like i kind of mentioned it on the fly because blaze keeps every time i'm like what should the baby i'm like i'm shopping for like a little baby lamb or a lion costume and i'm like what should the baby be? And, so, and it Blaze every time is like Funko lamb," and i'm like oh my god okay so blaze like, is fully on board with the, it's his plan um so just hey. a, a warning for everybody
1: um i'm gonna let baby's first halloween be all about me that sounds great sounds, <laughs> i mean nobody's
0: surprised not one person. Sounds is surprised.
1: super duper fun and also the fun part is i have no idea what that means in I terms don't of dressing because it's like am i gonna be in like a superhero suit am i gonna be in this fucking hat that am hat, i gonna be in that's my pajamas where my brain is like going
0: is with this hat i don't know the so.
1: possibilities are endless because really you could dress that baby up however you want, and I would probably dress that way also. You'd be so. like,
0: yeah, that looks like me. Yeah, yeah. The baby baby's gonna tra- come out of me, and you're gonna be like, oh, it looks just like me. I guarantee.
1: Christine, oh, Aww, look you didn't what
0: tell we did me. together.
1: <laughs> it's, it's really cremit, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's cremet with teeth. Oh my
1: gosh. As long as the baby doesn't have teeth, I will love the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I will take on the role of secondary parent wherever I need to.
0: (laughs) That's the only caveat
1: in your will that you're creating. That baby cannot have little chompers until it's it's (laughs) supposed to.
0: Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com.
1: So, anyway, here is uh, the story of the week. And I feel like I'm going to regret this, speaking of Halloween, because I feel like it is a perfect Halloween story. Ooh. Um, so, if I don't find something better on Halloween, I am going to feel bad about using this topic now. Um, uh, we'll find <laughs>
0: something Halloween-y.
1: We'll find something. I, we could always tell the very scary story of you know, why there's two M's in the room, one's so tiny, and it also came out of Christine. <laughs> and has teeth. <laughs> a hor- a horror story teeth. waiting to be written. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is the non-story slash list of information, a historical account of Friday the 13th. <gasps> That's a
0: good one.
1: I know what it is.
0: I mean, I would say, I know you said this is a Halloween story. I feel like this would be a Friday the 13th story, but I guess we don't even release yep. on Friday so that wouldn't even make no. sense.
1: No, and we're recording on a Tuesday so it's it, uh just go with it folks <laughs> <laughs> just roll with it I did actually check to see when this would come out and it does not come out on a 13th it, like fully so. doesn't
0: I also just checked oh well yeah
1: oh well I tried except I didn't until it was too late so <laughs> um okay here is the things you didn't know you needed to know I'm, about very, I'm very
0: excited
1: this sounds I like would, a fun fact episode which I can't wait and you know what? You just nailed it on the head, Christine. Yes. I, I I love doing notes on things that are just fun facts because yeah. even if someone doesn't care about scary stories, but now you've gotten dragged into listening to this podcast episode on like a road trip or something. Yeah. Hi, hi. by the way. I'm Em. Nice to meet you.
0: Hey, I'm
1: Christine. <clears throat> My baby has teeth. Well, it's great to meet you. <laughs> TBD on the teeth. TBD. Um, but, uh... I like they're now going to walk away and be like oh I you know I'm not a podcast lover but I did learn something here today so wow, I really
0: hate that <clears throat> podcast but
1: guess what I know about Friday you know, the there party. have been times I'm sitting in a car with like like I'm not in charge of the aux cord and I I get stuck listening to a podcast that I usually wouldn't listen to but I learned something I'm like oh that's so fun so hopefully this is that for you and right. also maybe if you just listen to our podcast you have fun <laughs> <clears throat> please don't leave okay so um <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. So let me list a few Friday the Thirteenth disasters while oh, we're here. Okay. Let's just start start on a high or low. I don't know. Yeah, start strong somewhere. So I did not write down the years just because it didn't. It's a lot of numbers. Didn't want to confuse anyone. So here's just a random list of Friday the 13ths that have happened <gasps> throughout the years. Okay. So there was a Russian plane crash in Moscow that killed 174 people. Oh shit. There was a blizzard in Buffalo where 400,000 people lost power. Yikes. There was a uh, the German bombing of Buckingham Palace? Oh boy. A storm in Bangladesh that killed over 300,000 people. Oh. There was an Air Force plane that crashed into the Andes and then rumor has it those the survivors had to resort to cannibalism. Oh yeah, I know that story. Okay. And then you've covered this person, but I don't know how to pronounce the last name. The murder of Kitty Genovese. Oh, Genovese. Gen- okay, Genovese. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Who
1: is the reason for the um, the psychological mm. bystander effect, We did right?
0: talk about Yes, 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 yes. That was a okay. few months ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, A cruise ship crashed in Italy and killed a bunch of people. Um, A personal favorite is the one we have recently lived through, which is March, Friday the 13th, 2020, which is when the COVID stay-at-home orders began. I don't remember
0: what happened. Don't remind me.
1: (laughs) Don't worry. Every time I think of Friday the 13th now, it has been ruined. By That was
0: on Friday the 13th? I don't Mm -hmm. think I knew that.
1: Oh, it, it was like the first fun fact I think we talked about. I think we did talk about it because we were have. still trying. We were still trying to figure out if we were going to go to our Seattle show. <laughs> oh, bless our hearts! <laughs> and then it happened, and everyone was like, "Oh, Friday thirteenth—that's how you know it's not good." So, oh,
0: wow. Okay, I clearly missed that. Well, now I'm parent. I'm pretty sure I've no, been thinking f- it for literally I'm years. Fully so, believe you. I don't have any doubt about it. I just can't believe I like forgot that fact. I feel like that's. Um...
1: Uh, March 13th. I just want to double check because now I'm so paranoid. Yeah, it was Friday the 13th. I okay, I believe you. I'm I sure was, you're right. I was doubting myself when I don't talking let me
0: instill doubt in you, Emmethy.
1: <clears throat> Too late. So, <laughs> speaking of doubt, let's talk about fear. So, uh, the fear of the number 13 and the fear of Friday the 13th. Uh, Trick so the... no, is that
0: right? No, Trick something. Mm-hmm. Well, know. it's a
1: long one, so I don't expect you to know this one on the top of your head. Um, so the are 25% of the United States co- considers itself superstitious. Michael Scott considers himself little stitious, which is <laughs> you and me. I am a little stitious. And uh 10% of the United States uh we fear the number 13, which is called triskaidek- Wow,
0: Tris- that sounds
1: right. <laughs> Triskaidekaphobe. Triska Triskaidek Triskaidekaphobia? Yeah, know. something like that. Tris- I don't know. <laughs> triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, an even worse pronunciation. Get ready for it. Is specifically a subcategorization of triskaidekaphobia. Is the fear of Friday the thirteenth. Oh, the there's number a 13. subcategory. <clears throat> there's a subcategory and two horrible ways of pronouncing it, or two different words oh, wait, that are go. horrible to pronounce.
0: Triskaidekaphobia. Sorry, I just wanted to say it.
1: Okay, now try to pronounce these. Okay. The fear of Friday the 13th is (laughs) pariskevadekatriaphobia, which is also called sometimes frigatriskevadekaphobia.
0: Okay, let's see. Oh my fucking god. That's a It long looks word. like it I mean it doesn't It look... looks like a German word. Uh I mean it's a bunch of Latin, <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's I... actually Greek, That's oh, what the internet tells me. Fine. Uh, so triskaidekaphobia is fear of 13 and paraskevidekatriaphobia yeah. is <laughs> is the fear of Friday the 13th. That's and it can be very specific.
1: <laughs> if you and you can also uh, another version of it or another word for it is the frigatrisca decaphobia i
0: like that one frigatrisca decaphobia
1: you will find out soon enough why it's called that so okay. i kind of uh, maybe did
0: because the internet says sorry i'm just gonna wipe your little brain clean. i will it's not okay. hard to do these days <laughs> it's <gone>. it's empty <laughs> uh, it's
1: like one of those old cds where it's rewritable you
0: know oh i was thinking one of those um
1: that was an that was a pretty exclusive joke to only a certain group of people. Nineties
0: <laughs> <90s> characters specifically, nineties <laughs> teen characters.
1: Rewritable floppy disks. Okay, so um, uh, Friday the thirteenth is the most consistently feared day, and on average, around seventeen to twenty one million people in the United States are at least some level of nervous about Friday the thirteenth. Wow, um, some people are really nervous about it and have a true true fear and will refuse to drive anywhere fly anywhere get married invest make big payments or refuse to
0: get married today that's my commitment
1: (laughs) well you know what? okay so our personal and my and my family our personal um day that we don't like is june 30th oh like so my like great grandpa the end
0: of your birthday month (laughs) You know what? It's the end of officially, both our birthday months, so I don't like it either, to be fair. Officially,
1: yeah, actually. <laughs> I didn't even put that together, but that's another reason. Uh, no, my one of my ancestors died on June 30th, and so it became a thing where it's like, oh, June 30th is an unlucky day. Oh, my gosh. And so we just like it just became a thing where we don't like June thirtieth. And we all are. My grandpa even always told my mom like, don't ever do make any big decisions on June thirtieth. Just well, I'm don't sorry if that's your birthday. Out it's there. My, my mom decided to go
0: get married on that day. Oh, that didn't wait. Which which marriage? The current one. Oh, good. Okay, I thought like one of the past so, ones, and I was like, well, she proved that correct. But I guess this one's going strong.
1: I feel like it would have made more sense if she had a. A uh, bad marriage that married on June 30th. This one, I feel like she's testing the waters but a little Maybe she strong. But
0: maybe she broke the curse? Question mark?
1: We'll time find out tell. in due time. <laughs> but she got married on our version of Friday the 13th, that's so I was like, that's really a bold silly. move.
0: If her grandfather that's... said, don't make any big decisions that day, and she yep. said, I know what I'll do. And she went, okay, papa. Like, oh. see you <laughs> okay. on the other side. like, Grandpapa, all is well. <laughs> wow. Well.
1: Anyway, uh, I still am nervous for her because I heard my whole life. Don't mess around with June 30th. And she's like, so we're getting married on June 30th. And I went, are you forgetting a big part of that sentence? Uh,
0: seems like maybe. Yes, she is.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, some people don't get married on Friday the 13th. They don't leave the house. Um, a lot of people have like a specified agoraphobia for that day only. Wow. Um, and so uh, according to oh, what was the company name?
0: We have a friend here, by the way. <gasps> Giovanni! He Happy was on the balcony boy. all day and he finally came inside. Does he
1: feel a little warm? He feels a little sunny. Oh! Oh, and he smells like the sunshine, I bet. Okay. He smells like dog breath. <clears throat> well, look, like, same thing to me. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, an estimated, because so many people don't go outside or don't go outside, won't leave the house, won't go to their job. Some people literally wow. won't go to their job. Some people won't, even if they're afraid to fly on Friday the 13th, people won't buy flights on Friday the 13th. People won't invest in the stock market. So apparently every Friday the 13th, an estimated 800 to $900 million is lost in business around the no. country. Because of Friday the 13th. Oh,
0: my God. I always wondered if that, if it ever affected, but I didn't think it actually would that strongly. Wow. So in a very, I think
1: a very old article, um, because it wasn't called United Airlines, it was called Continental Airlines. <laughs> or, <laughs> so, but they and Delta both said that they had not lost any money during the... Friday the 13th so that like prices oh. never dropped on that day but also it could have if that article is old or if that information is old it would make sense because Friday the 13th wasn't as popularized as it is today really so we will I got a whole timeline for you okay um so we'll get there but this it would funny. make sense if that information is outdated because it was before Friday the 13th was like a big scary thing okay so um some studies actually find that although you would think Friday the 13th is the worst day to, like, go for a drive or anything. Uh, apparently, some studies have found that Friday the 13th is one of the safest times to drive because everyone is so extra cautious and some people aren't even on the road.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, well, then there's so many fewer drivers. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. And Dutch insurers, so in the Netherlands, insurers have reported less accidents on Friday the 13th compared to other Fridays. You're
0: kidding me. That's apparently, wild.
1: the the average number is about 7,800 car accident reports per Friday. And on Friday the 13th, it's like 300 less. Wow. So it's a, it's, a, it's a small difference, but it's still a difference. And
0: the fact that it's even like statistically <laughs> relevant yeah. enough to track it. That's crazy. Um,
1: since 1995 in Finland, they have held an annual National Accident Day where they raise awareness about safe driving, mm. and they always do it on a Friday the 13th.
0: Interesting. But
1: I wonder if that's like because subconsciously people are already like more on edge. That They're day. like, okay, I will
0: take all the tips I can get. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and then in the, the an interesting side note is that uh, the British Medical Journal in 1993 uh, said that people actually, although the car accidents are less likely to happen on Friday the 13th, there is a um, a peak or a, a rise in people making hospital visits that day (gasps) compared to other Fridays. I
0: wonder why that
1: is. I wonder what people are doing besides driving that causes a spike (laughs) that causes a spike in a hospital. I wonder if
0: people are like more paranoid, like, oh my gosh, I have a boil on my arm. What if it's cancerous? I don't know. Or if, yeah, people are just like, I have a Friday off. I'm going to build a deck. Or maybe if you're, like, well. afraid to leave
1: your house, maybe it's more like household injuries. Right. Like building a deck. <laughs> like building a deck, yeah. Or, like, I don't, I don't know. So, anyway, that's just a fun note that cars are safer, or driving is apparently statistically safer. So but don't stay There's inside. still a spike. There's so, still there's a spike still another fear you
0: have. Okay, great. Okay.
1: <clears throat> so, people, uh, which this, I feel like is common information, I... I feel like it's common information, but maybe that's it's just me being odd. But people are so freaked out by the number thirteen in general that a lot of corporations will avoid using thirteen at all costs, including hotels. Won't have hotel the whole floor. Hotels they and buildings, skip it. they skip it. If you ever notice at a hotel, there's a twelfth floor and then a fourteenth floor. Check the elevator. Floor. Yep, but not a thirteenth floor. Or sometimes airports, um, they won't have like gate thirteen, really? so they won't have. That's row interesting. Thir- or they won't have 13 as the aisle number it'll just go from 12 to 14 on
0: um, airplanes
1: apparently so wow. and then some streets won't even have like a 13th avenue if they're numbered streets oh, like 13, oh sure sure which i never i actually didn't know that one i think so, that one
0: i've heard i didn't know about the airports so that makes sense
1: yeah so they'll do whatever they can to avoid 13 in fact there was this really cool study in 2015 um apparently like over 80% of the United States, uh, their high-rises don't have a 13th floor, fun fact. 80%? Over 80% wow. of U.S. high-rises don't have a 13th Holy floor. Holy shit. And in 2015, The Atlantic uh, reported on a study of condos just in Manhattan uh, in New York. So of the 629 buildings that were condos in Manhattan with floors that were that had 13 or more floors so out of all the out of all the condos that had at least 13 floors only 55 of 629 actually labeled their 13th floor as the 13th floor my god which makes nine percent of condos in manhattan that have a 13th floor nine (laughs) percent
0: okay you know what and you're making a good point too saying like they act they didn't label because they technically have a 13th floor they just don't call it that yeah, they would just be the call 14th. it the
1: 14th floor. Yeah. Oh so if you're on the God. 14th floor in Manhattan, chances are you're on the 13th floor. Yeah,
0: like the, odds are in any high rise, apparently, or 80% of them. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So 80% in
1: all, at least, or no, it was in all of the U.S., over 80% of high rises wow. have that. But in Manhattan specifically, 91% that's have bananas. Yeah. So um, there are also famous people who were scared of the number 13. Specifically, I threw this one in because it was so ironic. Stephen King is scared of 13. Apparently, literally will not even watch Channel 13 or any channels or any channel divisible by 13. Steve, Um, wow, didn't know that about you. You should write a book, Steve, about your own fear. I'm sure he probably fun. did. Or is there, I don't
0: know, maybe not. Is there a book about 13? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was too far. Like he's like, I'll write about like killer dogs and cars, right. <laughs> but 13 is too Everything
1: far. to avoid 13. I wonder if like, what, if his 13th page is the
0: craziest or Ooh, something. Ooh, or like he, he d- skips the chapter 13. <laughs>
1: so he, he did say, or appa- this is, I mean, alleged, but, um, in this article, it said that he won't even, like, if he ever needs to take a break, or like, go to the bathroom in the middle of reading, he'll never stop on a page divisible <gasps> by 13.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Well, yep. you know, growing up, Channel 26 was Cartoon Network at my house. So, like, I would have been really bummed out if I, I watched not Johnny Bravo. I
1: <laughs> would have been so bummed. Um, um, apparently,
0: apparently. Oh, jinx. Oh. Apparently, last year, Stephen King um, teased his fans with a Friday, potential Friday the 13th novel idea. So <gasps> Fun! I wonder if he something.
1: would... I wonder if he would be afraid to write it, though. Like, it would be unlucky. Well, when he it seems even... like he
0: announced it in 2020, so it's sort of like he's giving all giving up all caution at that point i mean quarantine really made him just crack <laughs> apparently. Him, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he'll even avoid the 13th step which fun fact in most modern homes ev- the staircase has 13 steps really so if he's avoiding How's he doing that
0: <laughs> he never if goes he's avoiding upstairs
1: the, the 13th step Oh, well, he probably just jumps the last step i guess oh okay 13 and then, then okay got you yeah i i only i didn't find that I didn't look that up on here, but my my stepmom used to work in a construction company interesting. and was like, "Just so you know, on average, gonna the staircase is going to have thirteen for steps." Funsies. Yeah, I, there have been a few times. I uh, what's interesting is every time I go upstairs, I count the steps in my head, and anytime there isn't a staircase that adds up to thirteen, I remember that staircase. I'm oh, like, you're like Ooh. this is a special staircase. I'm like someone needed a a higher ceiling downstairs or something for you to need that extra step. <laughs> Um, someone else who's scared of the number 13, uh, we don't know him today, unless maybe you have a really niche interest, is this famous Austrian composer named Arnold Schoenberg. But what's interesting about him is he was terrified of the number 13 his whole life. Um he uh apparently he wouldn't even number the 13th measure in his music. He would call it 12A. His big fear was that one day he would die on a number on a year that was divisible by 13 um because he was so scared of 13 he uh, so whenever that year would show up he'd go I might die this year I might die this year I might die this year so it was (laughs) just a
0: whole that must be really fun for his family like this might be the last time you see me you (laughs) could guilt somebody like imagine if
1: he were around for the year 2013 he would have been a mess like he just because of 13 um and so when he turned 76 he finally felt safe because I guess that year Uh wasn't a 13 um, and then his friend said, "Oh well, seventy-six. Like seven plus six is thirteen. So that's a pretty unlucky Idiot age." Idiot friend. He died that year, and he died on Friday the thirteenth. No, he didn't.
0: Yeah. You know what? I've you know who did? Uh, not to like totally go. Uh, Let's you know, do it. Whatever. But uh, Lore did a podcast about this guy about Friday the thirteenth and this guy, and it was like very fascinating. But I had forgotten about like when he died. But um, was it like the composer? This guy? Yeah. Oh, because he did I had like no Aaron uh, Man. He did like a whole Friday the Thirteenth episode, and this guy was like one of the storylines.
1: Jeez, I feel like I'm really like only giving you like a one bullet of no, the, no, whole no. Episode his his
0: episodes are shorter anyway, but uh, I just I was thought that sounded familiar, but I remember now it was the... Because I think he there was like a symphony number thirteen and he like wouldn't do it or something. He like oh wow! He refused to write the thirteenth symphony or something. Jeez, now I, I feel know, bad. I did not. No, no, no. Ugh. It was ages ago. It was like years ago that I heard it, but um, I it, it just sounded familiar. But yeah, that friend is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You no, know, actually, <laughs> it's like oh really? Did you have to mansplain that? Like he could have had at least a peaceful last year of his life. Right.
1: Well. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, so the science behind superstitions in general, because I wanted to throw that in, of like, why are people scared of 13? Right. Um, according to science, superstitions are most likely just trying to trick you into thinking you have control of an outcome. So, I mean, it's... <gasps> it uh, makes
0: sense. Uh,
1: basic anxiety uh, prevention. Sure. Or, but then it ends up causing anxiety. <laughs> um, it's sort of anxiety taking over your...
0: <laughs> your brain yeah
1: <laughs> but it, but it can be a placebo like if you uh there was one study where uh half the people had to take a memory test with their lucky charm and the other half had to take a memory test but their lucky charm got taken away from them <gasps> not nice And it, <clears throat> it was just the placebo effect of people with their lucky charm did better and
0: or the lucky
1: charm actually works just saying or or you're right you know just saying so even though we are, our big day is Friday the 13th, there are other places that have um, well-known unlucky days. Mm. So in Southeast Asia, uh, East Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, their big number that they're terrified of is four mm-hmm. instead of 13. Because apparently in Chinese or Chinese adjacent languages, four sounds like the word death. Right. In Japan, uh, it's basically the same thing for the word nine. It sounds a lot like torture or suffering. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, they're they're just as, if not more, s- nervous around Wait, the number my four lucky as numbers we are 13. Are four
0: and nine. So good Ooh, job.
1: Death and torture. Wait a Christine. second.
0: Also, that adds up to 13. Just saying. Christine. I'm sorry. Uh, 49 was You're- always my lucky number walking chaos that is <laughs> well yeah
1: <laughs> wow okay well hmm let me just stay on your good side then um your baby you can have as many teeth as big thing out of your will right now <laughs> i don't want it um okay so hmm how where did
0: we go from here sorry four and so, nine torture okay. death yeah got it got it
1: well so they're just as weird about those numbers as we are about 13 like um a lot of, and southeast asia they won't have like a fourth floor
0: or things
1: like that so that's harder because it's probably more common uh, probably more common
0: <laughs> a fourth and thirteenth. yeah
1: um so also in hispanic culture as well as greek culture interesting um their day is not friday the 13th but tuesday the 13th oh no i know
0: a whole nother so, day of the week
1: to add. Oh, geez. So apparently, in, at least in Greece, the reason that Tuesday the 13th is the unlucky day is because Tuesday is dominated by the god of war. Uh-huh. Um, so depending if it could be Aries or in like Roman mythology, it would be Mars. But uh, which, by the way, Tuesday is named after Mars, right? I thought it was miracle I thought it was That's uh, Wednesday. Mercury. That's oh, Tuesday is Mars. Cause like in certain languages, like, like in French, it would be oh, Martis. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. March, so it's named yeah, after God the, war. named after the God of War. Yeah. Interesting. So <clears throat> I think they just assume chaos is on Tuesdays. Uh, so you sense. would, you'd be walking down the street. I that love day. Tuesdays. <laughs> so <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Yay. Uh, so, uh, also, fun fact, the fall of Constantinople happened on a Tuesday. Apparently, there was an earlier fall of Constantinople in twelve, in the year 12, 1204, falling. which was also on a Tuesday. Um, in Italy, uh, fun fact, it's not Friday the 13th, but
0: Friday the 17th. Oh, about- oh, my God. If you're in any of these places and then you move to another one, you're, like, having to add all these different holidays. <laughs>
1: If you're like maybe spend your Friday the seventeenth like in the U.S. but your Friday the thirteenth in Greece or Italy. I mean, right? You yeah, know. That's true. It's just an excuse to
0: travel by summer. Yeah, home. summer just in a different just ho- hop around so you're never in
1: the right the wrong day it's in very the very smart. Place. M. I like that. So uh, the reason that seventeen is an unlucky number for Italy instead of thirteen is because seventeen in Roman numerals is XVII. And if you rearrange it, it becomes V I X I, which apparently V I X I or Vic, Vixi, Vixi, Vixie. Uh, a, a. Um. <laughs> apparently, that is translated to basically like some sort of death omen in Italian. Oh, psh- oh my god. It's it cut. It ends up translating to "I have lived" or "my life is over" of so, some sort of like "I'm no longer living." Well, that so, is quite. Uh, uh, a formula to have yeah. to get to that but wow so if you rearrange the numbers for 17 it ends up spelling out this omen and okay. therefore they don't like the 17 okay. which fun fact uh, in the year 2000 there was this like straight to video movie in the US and it was uh, like a parody horror movie where it's like you know like scary movie and scary movie <laughs> 2 and so they had another one where it was like uh, instead of scream i know what you did last summer it was called uh shriek if you know what i did last friday the 13th
0: so it was oh supposed my to, god what a so combo
1: was, i think it was supposed to be combining scream i know what you did last summer and, and the jason <laughs> Voorhees right. friday the 13th movies <laughs> um and so it was Shriek, if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. But when that movie, which went straight to video, by the way, which is why I've never seen it. Apparently, Coolio was in it. Well, Um, that's the perfect reason to see it now. I think that
0: we'd (laughs) probably have a blast watching that.
1: Well, when it got uh, translated for Italian audiences, it got renamed instead of Do You Know What I Did Last Friday the 13th to shriek do you have something to do on friday the 17th
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> uh it's watch this movie i, I guess? guess this is my new plan wow what a translation i love that whoever so, did that was like this was like will
1: do <laughs> this is so fun so do you have something to do on friday the 17th i apparently die i guess is like
0: the premise apparently. of the movie it's <laughs> um, the last day of my life i guess
1: <laughs> so, uh interesting also about Italy is that 13 is actually considered a lucky number there. Okay. Um well, about perspective. Apparently they like they're how if something if we're winning something, like if we say jackpot, the it translates for them, jackpot translates into f- fare tradisi, which means making 13. Okay. So it's I don't know if I pronounce that a right. Dozen. Sorry. It's a baker's dozen. It's Look, I love the donut. number 13. That's <laughs> me too. it sounds like an extra snack time to me. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, for them 13 is like affiliated with like winning and and good fortune. Okay. So also um ancient Egyptians thought 13 was lucky. Um and but so even though the like Italy specifically and I'm sure some other areas in the world if they didn't have any like bad blood with 13 apparently we as a nation have popularized it so much that the superstition of 13 and Friday the 13th is now spreading into other areas. Oh, of course. And 13 is now becoming an unlucky number in areas like oh, Italy. No. So sorry to do that to we you. We've done some worse. We have more
0: lucky numbers then. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, we, have enough unlucky we
1: should shit. love 17. Let's make that a thing. I like it. Let's do it. So, um, another fun fact if you are someone who cares about tuesday the 13th like you are in in greek culture or spanish speaking areas Mm -hmm. um if you want to look out for tuesday the 13th you can spot a tuesday the 13th when that month begins on a thursday that's so smart em so if the first of the month is on a thursday you know you got yourself a tuesday the 13th you better stay inside you better put your work plans in now put your schedule in and if you're in Italy and you want to know how to spot a Friday the seventeenth, if the month starts on a Wednesday, that's how you know that you okay, got a so Friday coming. So if a month starts on coming. a Wednesday or Thursday, we're already screwed. <laughs> Basically, hump day. That means you got a Friday the seventeenth coming. <laughs> so what about the thirteenth? Friday the thirteenth. I was going to ask you. Do you oh. know what day of the months? Uh,
0: our Absolutely month? not.
1: Oh, really? Okay. So this was a. Um, this was actually a fun fact I've known in. Since middle school, because I, I used to brag knew, about it. No,
0: I never even thought that. I, like, it never even occurred to me you could calculate that. I was uh, that I was that annoying kid where I thought
1: I had a fun fact, and I would just scream it at people. So, uh, anyway. I mean, you you would have impressed me. So, for what it's <laughs> worth, probably not much. But. I would have impressed you the first time, and then you would have heard me tell ten it's more true. people, and you would have been like, oh, my God, give it up. Not this again. <laughs> um, so, if you're looking to spot a Friday the 13th, the month has to start on a Sunday. Okay.
0: Interesting, I which makes sense that, because but... it
1: would just be like oh, one duh. whole like week two... plus six right. days.
0: Okay, thirteen right. days.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So Sunday, uh, so Sunday, Wednesday. Thir- so you're already like we're already almost halfway through. Just the we, an, uh, the, we the might week, as well yeah. pick four other dates oh, that always align sake. with
1: the other days of the, the calendar. Just Fridays, I guess, are trouble. Yeah. but uh, so. Why do we hate slash fear 13? What does 13 I don't mean? No. So uh, I looked into the numerology of 13. Okay. Just to see if if that direction gave me any more answers. And it actually gave me a lot more questions because 13 sounds like a
0: pretty dope number. Well, that's what I thought. I feel like I've heard that, that it's actually like a positive thing in numerology.
1: Yeah. I was expecting it to be all about like turmoil, but it was actually like really solid. The so, power so yeah so 13 is here just here's a couple words or phrases that have 13 uh associated with it okay focus pragmatism 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 is that the right word did i spell pra- that right pra- pragmatism pra- I don't Pragmatism. Know. yeah
0: um i don't know which one that was these. just like me with my fucking excellent tante i've been waiting all episode for time to bring that up so i'm glad that you did I told, I leaked to Christine that I really
1: struggle with saying the word excellent while in, in Spanish. Like how if you say the word excellent in Spanish, it would be.
0: Right. Sure.
1: I can't say it. And every time I think it, which is often, I think, ah, (laughs) excellentante.
0: It never gets old. It's so I don't know
1: what's wrong with me, but I think it all the time like if i like when that's i get out part. of my when i get out of my car and i lock the door I, in my head i'm like all right like excellent tonte. i lock the door like we were about like, to
0: record an ad and i'm just like stumbled like
1: visibly well, I was I like i didn't know why i was like oh my audio my software is already like set up oh excellent tonte. and then in my head i was like i know that's not the right word <sighs> but i can't unsay it it's the only way i know how and then i can't even if I think about the word for too long, I can't even pronounce it the right way. I have no idea how. How do you say your thing?
0: But my thing. Oh, excelente?
1: Yeah. Unless, unless I was repeating you immediately after, my brain just forgets. It just
0: doesn't. It,
1: it adds that, a few letters for fun.
0: Exelotante. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Dante, it just sounds so funny. Oh, my God. It sounds but like a catchphrase from some, like, 90s sitcom. Like, you just. <laughs> well, Exelotante, dude. It, <laughs> it surfs up
1: it's excellent tante today it li- um, i mean it literally sounds like that i don't know what the deal is i whenever i'm like cleaning my room and then i'm done or like if i like like last night i made a really good grilled cheese and after i ate oh. it I went, wow that was pretty excellent
0: tante that like, deserves an excellent tante for what it's worth I, I don't know what's wrong with me i mean i just love that like <laughs> in a couple weeks ago i talked about September and people somebody tweeted at me this tweet that was like I don't know if you saw it but it said like before you like pro tip before you start a podcast ask your friends if you say any words weird and someone was <laughs> like Christine you should have done this and I was that like yeah sounds I should like have a bad podcast tip though because half the reason our podcast does so well is because
1: we laugh at each other about shit like excellentante, like and half bizarrely <laughs> if, if I asked you early on how to say that word I would we would never have what this I conversation
0: said? I would have said yeah you're saying it right And then made you say it on air. So
1: okay, you're right. That was actually solid advice from from whoever suggested Uh, that.
0: Okay. Anyway, I love excellent tate I like I. I don't. I'm not a Spanish speaker, so I feel like maybe I don't have the right to say I love it, but
1: I do love it for what it's. If you're a Spanish speaker and it just makes you feel so bad, I am really sorry. I really It really my brain just wrote it that way and just put a stamp of permanence on the groove. Is
0: just like in the brain track. You can't get rid of it.
1: I can't. I try. I really do try. And every time what comes out, like If I'm trying to say it the right way, I go excellentante. No, I can't do that. I it. I, can't
0: get it. I, I can't love get this it. little
1: uh, tidbit. I say oh. I never knew.
0: I love that we're still learning things about each other, you we're know, September learning and excellentante. That's part of the adventure, you and me.
1: It is. So, um, okay, the numerology of 13. It's focus, pragmatism. pragmatism. Thank you. Um, apparently independence being creative and building a secure and stable foundation.
0: Okay, that pretty so solid like things that I don't really associate with, but things that are good. <laughs> like I wish I were more of like a Capricorn or Virgo uh, or somebody uh, who.
1: Apparently, it all so here. I again, this is someone who very learned a very like quick shorthand of numerology. Uh, this is not if I ever cover numerology. This is not the episode. So please don't. If I butcher it, I promise I will learn more before I actually discuss it one day. But apparently the number 13... There's five um, There's five numbers that are important to you when you are looking at numerology. There's other numbers too, but there's like a five core okay. numbers. Um, and I didn't go through all of them for 13, but uh, I did apparently the like most basic construction of 13 would be uh, 13 is made up if, of its individual digits and its combination number. So 13 would be made up of 1 and 3 for 13 right. and 1 plus 3, which is 4. Sure. So the whatever those numbers, whatever they represent, like their meaning behind those numbers, those are the main things that
0: make up what 13 means. Got it. So it's like and, the core digits that you can associate with. Like, yeah.
1: Okay. And so the combination number, which would be four, because one plus three is four, sure, that holds the most weight. So when you're, if you were in a kitchen, a potions lab, and you're building 13, you would use mainly four as the ingredient and like a dash of one and a dash of three, which were its individual oh, digits. Oh, okay.
0: That's interesting. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So four is considered the foundation number because okay. it's the combination of the individual digits. Oh, cool. So, and the foundation number is the one that, like, has most of its essence built into this number. Okay. So, four means, apparently, mindfulness, um, being uh, strategic, and diligence. So, that's mainly what 13 is about. But also, it's got a little dash of the meaning of one, which is independence and exploration, and a little dash of three, which means creative self-expression and charisma. Ooh. Yeah. That so sounds lovely. Ultimately, uh, this means that 13's quote fundamental meaning, all of 13, when you combine it and you like it pops out of the oven, this is what mm. you've got. Uh, 13 is a problem solver, is diligent, and is all about certainty.
0: Okay. Very interesting.
1: I looked us up, Christine. Did you?
0: Okay. Wow. Now I'm excited.
1: <laughs> so I didn't, uh, I, it was very long. It was gonna. It was gonna be a lot to try to get through that. So I just. I'm giving you your numbers, and then that way you can look this up for yourself later. Oh, fantastic! And also, if you are someone out there who is much more uh, expertise at, <laughs> ha- at numerology, um, you can, if you want to, help us figure out what these mean. Um, help if you want- me. So I looked up what our five core digits are. You cool. and I share two of the same five core digits <gasps> which might us. be might be why we're so compatible. So uh the five core numbers there's the life path number, okay, I've heard of that. The heart's desire number. Ooh. The expression number and then the birthday number and the personality number. Oh
0: my god, I want to know my personality number. It's probably like 0. <laughs> <laughs> so we
1: share a life path number and a heart's desire number. We do? Which How cute. If we share the same heart's desire. That sounds so important. That yeah. sound really important. So the life path number apparently is the most crucial number. Okay. And we do share that one. <gasps> what is so it? So our number, if you are a numerologist, please write these down. Our <laughs> our life path number is three. Really? Interesting. Which, it I in a very quick glance at what three means, it means we've got spunkiness and we're fun. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and then our heart's desire, we both share this number, which is eight. Interesting. I wouldn't have guessed those numbers. Um, we differ on our expression, birthday, and personality ones. Um, I think birthday is literally just like the date you were born because you got four and I got three. That would make sense. So there you have that. Um, our personality ones, if any, if based on your thinking of what a personality number would be, you scored much higher than I did because (laughs) I, my personality is apparently a two and your personality is a five.
0: Okay. Well, two is
1: a, is your lucky number or 20 is your lucky number. So, yeah. So I'm fine with that. Um, and then the last one is our expression number, which yours is a four and mine's a one.
0: Interest. okay wow i wish i knew what this meant but wow this sounds cool okay i'm gonna have it to would Google have this. taken literally no, no. all day and so nobody's it's not relative to other people necessarily but so wow if, okay
1: if you're into numerology i'm at least giving you
0: like the the
1: the fast bullets so you I can do whatever love you want with to that. learn more you should cover that someday <clears throat> okay uh good to know i will that maybe really interesting do a whole thing on our numerology charts one day i would love that so uh As I'm looking at the numerology of 13, I also, a lot of articles about uh, how unlucky 13 is, mention the importance of the number 12 coming before it. Really? Yes. So apparently 12 in mathematics is like a perfect number. Right. Okay. I feel like I've heard that. Like a super duper, like, cannot get better is the golden child of numbers. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. uh Uh-huh.
0: And so... (laughs) I'm already like bitter toward it. Like... (laughs)
1: Real Now job. I'm like, ew! <laughs> that guy like got a full ride scholarship yeah, he didn't deserve, one hundred percent. So uh, even ancient like Sumerians, they they developed their whole number system around the number twelve.
0: Really? So I mean, this doesn't make a- sense. Like twelve? Okay, sorry. No, no, go for it. What were you going to say? <laughs> Just like twelve months. Twelve. I feel like that's a very yeah. so twelve months, number. Twelve months in a year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, two sets of twelve hours in the day. Twelve uh-huh, yeah. zodiacs. Oh, There's. Yeah. 12 uh gods of olympus there's 12 mm. tribes of israel there's 12 even 12 days of christmas there's the 12 apostles yeah. there's a dozen roses uh 360 degrees which is a circle divides perfectly into 12 oh my so gosh it just works out very well it's a very harmonious number okay i love that for the 12 good job 12 and then in comes stumbling 13 is Yikes. just like throwing everything Baker's off Baker's dozen. It's but like Baker's nobody dozen. asked for this
0: extra donut, but okay. <laughs> I did. I mean, um, M did. Em ruined it, everything. Everything. so uh, ruined it, everything, Christine. Excellent, Tante. Good job.
1: Excellent, Tante. So, um, yeah, 13 just kind of shows up and is like overshadowed by 12. And so a lot of people think that maybe our subconscious just – doesn't like 13 because it throws everything oh, that's off kind of sad it's like the like the, the the black sheep yeah like it it's just like causing discord and it didn't even mean to so <laughs> oops <laughs> um it's the christina numbers if you will <laughs> well um, i mean
0: we've already kind of <laughs> determined that earlier when
1: uh, walking chaos <laughs> so here is the i think the rest of my notes are just the timeline of how 13 got to be to get its, I am so its personality.
0: fascinated. I have its personality. Oh
1: <laughs> This is a yeah. Use all this, and then we can write like a Tinder profile for it at the end of like <laughs> what makes it attractive. Aww. Okay. So the rumored original reason for thirteen being so unlucky is because it dates all the way back to one of the oldest legal documents to exist. Like what? To exist anywhere. It is called the Code of. Hammurabi or Hammurabi sure sure sure, um,
0: sure 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 sure
1: and in it the there was a apparently a list of laws and the 13th law didn't get written down in the code so people think
0: that what? might
1: be the original time that 13 was excluded from something because ouch in one of the original legal documents like in the world they intentionally quote
0: didn't include the 13th law and as and do if, we know what the law is or is it because it wasn't written down we don't know it
1: i think we don't know what it is because that's the law wasn't written so down. sneaky and but you know what apparently it wasn't as intentional as people think it is that's why i said the rumored origin it wasn't it was apparently literally just a typo. Like, they just fucking forgot to write it down.
0: <laughs> Poor 13. So
1: 13 from literally it the oldest documents on Earth as, like has <laughs> had a rough go. Um, and apparently also at that time when they were writing the code or writing the list of laws, that wasn't even, like, expected or part of the, like the system of how it had to be written in so it's not like oh you have to write in the laws and list them out it was just like how someone chose to do it and happened to forget 13 it was just someone really they sloppy were like, I writing have it a out. good plan <laughs> got distracted <laughs> so here are the more um official origins to 13 i say official even though they're both both based in some version of mythology basically it was either norse mythology christian influences or a combo of the two um, but I tried to timeline it out, and it sounds like Norse mythology was probably the most likely official place that this came from. Okay. So in Norse mythology, which is fun, by the way, because I get to talk about Thor's family, you know? Yes,
0: you do. And you, it feels like it's right on brand for you.
1: Very on brand. I, got, yeah. I get to talk about Loki and Jesus all at the same time. Wow, so, wow. <laughs>
0: your perfect duo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely like polar opposites in my opinion so it is fun <laughs> um so there were in norse mythology there were there's, there's a story of 12 gods who threw a party together uh dinner party and well, fun. loki who is the uh god of mischief the trickster mm-hmm. god he and thor's brother by the way uh he is not invited to this party but he arrives anyway so he becomes the 13th attendee at this uh-huh.
0: party.
1: okay and since 12 was already such a perfect number or seen as a perfect number 12 people being invited was almost like the perfect amount of people at this dinner and then loki showing up upsets the balance of even oh my the goodness. 12 the 12 gods showing up interesting so during this dinner party, Loki tricks one of the gods into killing his brother. Oh, that's fun! <laughs> what a
0: fun prank!
1: What a what a silly little thing to <laughs> what do! A silly little prank. Well, so <laughs> it was because, uh, just to give more insight, real quick, one of the gods was like, could not die, was impenetrable, but apparently his like kryptonite was mistletoe and (laughs) same (laughs) so is santa um and so uh anyway loki learned that his kryptonite was mistletoe and created a weapon out of mistletoe and then convinced his brother like hey go stab him because their thing their favorite thing was like always trying to like like punch me and nothing yeah yeah like shoot arrows at me nothing's gonna happen and then loki gave uh the brother, an arrow with mistletoe on he the tip took it of it. He it too far. And said, yeah, try to shoot your brother, ha, ha, ha. And then he went, okay, I do this all the time. And then he ends oh, up dying. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. <clears throat> so, uh, this what ends up... an awkward up dinner party. True. Like, what did you think was gonna happen, Loki? I mean, like, right. I'm just thinking of Tom Hiddleston and awkward silence at a, at a gala. Like, that's all I can imagine <laughs> yeah. right now, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> um, the only
0: one laughing in the corner. The it's only like, one. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh... Yeah, so apparently this brought, like, evil or darkness to the world. And uh, after this story of Loki, this is the s- this was, like, where the trope of the evil 13th member started spreading around the It's pretty evil.
0: Like, that one was pretty intentionally not very nice, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So it be- it
1: became this well-known trope of, like, mm-hmm. oh, it even became, and still is, if you're, like, talking, like, serious etiquette, like super strict etiquette uh there is still the rule of like you should never have 13 people come to a dinner party or like you should oh, never see. have a party with just 13 people so fun fact if you are friends with a superstitious person and you're the 13th person getting invited bring an extra bring a plus one bring a plus one <laughs> bring yeah. a plus one um but yeah i remember or my just grandma stay home that's my advice right singing. yeah maybe invite 13 introverts and no one will show up
0: there you um, go then you have a solo party my favorite
1: I remember my grandma, even she was a, like a stickler for like uh,
0: social,
1: social etiquette. Yeah. And she always told me like, never have a party and only have 13 people. Interesting.
0: My stepmom is very intense about the number 13, like, and little things like at dinner parties, she would, if somebody spilled salt, she would like make you throw it over your left shoulder. And like, it wasn't a joke. Like it was, it was very serious and she would not continue the event until (laughs) You had done that. You had to set the salt down before you picked it up, like so many little things.
1: What's the superstition for like smashing glass at a wedding?
0: Like what's that uh, about? mm, Well, that one is family tradition (laughs) M, if you're asking. Uh family tradition that nobody else seems to have known about.
1: (laughs) So, you know, for what it's honestly, worth, honestly, if she said it was for good luck, I just believe her. I'd be like, OK, that, that is what
0: she said. And she did once throw wa- someone's Waterford Crystal champagne glass at a fireplace at a New Year's party and said it's for good luck. Then my dad had to replace the whole like six oh, glass, six no. flute set. So he didn't oh, find it very no. lucky. But, you know, they got a whole new set of Waterford Crystal out of it. So, oh, my God, he's lucky now. <laughs> you tell me
1: so uh but yeah so i mean that goes all the way back to literally loki so That's there you have crazy.
0: it i would never have known that yeah
1: and even though now 13 was like kind of at the very beginning getting a getting a bad taste of being unlucky friday still wasn't seen as unlucky. true the friday i hadn't even yeah thought of in fact friday <clears throat> Everyone loves Friday. I love
0: Friday I to also this love day. Friday.
1: Rebecca Black loves Friday. She certainly um, does. <laughs> actually, she probably fucking hates Friday. She actually, now. you
0: know what? You're probably right. She <laughs> probably hates it more than anybody. Uh,
1: um. So anyway, if uh, Fridays were like super loved during this time, in fact, Loki's mom slash Odin's wife uh, is the goddess of. So her name is Freya, which is also sometimes translated to Frigga. Mm. and fridays are named after her
0: so like that's her day
1: her day like so and people fucking love friday because people
0: friday we all love a casual friday
1: because people loved her people loved loki's mom um and so uh i actually don't know i'm pretty sure she was loki's mom i'm thinking mcu i know she was odin's wife that's for damn sure i mean Um, mean, like frig like you can't dislike somebody with that name (laughs) she uh so she's the goddess of love fertility marriage and motherhood whoa and so she's like all about like being a mom loving on family loving on love and loving on love and fridays were associated after that because they were named after her fridays were associated with like like femininity they were like the day to celebrate women love that and so even all the way into pagan times, people uh, apparently would celebrate uh, women on Fridays. Plus, in the pagan era, uh, the number 13 represented women because of the 13 lunar phases.
0: Okay, so now we're getting somewhere here. I'm, AKA I'm the cycles, the yeah. menstrual cycles. So, I'm, I'm, I'm getting it. Love
1: it. So between Friday being about femininity, 13 being about femininity, uh, one no, could assume- it. We hate one it. One could assume that Friday the 13th during the pagan era were just like a big old woman's appreciation. Sounds day. like a fucking great holiday to it me. It sounds like a fucking party. So if you're out there listening and you hate the patriarchy, yes, exactly. maybe make Friday the 13th. We could put a new spin on it. You and me all together and Let's have a big it. old uh, a woman's celebration day every Friday what the 13th. Month
0: starts on a Sunday
1: coming up because I'm ready to party. I will tell you because I ah, have that written good. down. Don't you worry. Uh, and so, basically, now we've learned that from Norse mythology all the way down to the pagan era, people fucking love Fridays, and at least in, uh, in paganism, 13 is considered lucky, despite the stories from Norse mythology. Love that. And both represent women, so who would come in and stomp on good things about women? Who? Maybe a patriarchal religion called Christianity. Oh. No. Which started gaining momentum around the Middle they Ages. They would never. So... In the Bible, during the Last Supper, it basically reestablishes old beliefs of 13 from Norse mythology with the evil guest because <sighs> Judas was the 13th guest to the Last exactly. Supper who betrayed Jesus. And the next day's crucifixion was on a Friday.
0: That's that's it. Good Friday. Not so good anymore.
1: So now you've got this new religion that is booming. That is saying, oh, Fridays and Ugh. 13 are actually bad.
0: Everyone just wants to have a good time and it got to come in and ruin it.
1: According to the Bible, or I I, I did not read the Bible for this to be clear. I'm going off of sources that tell me the Bible says this, but on Fridays in the Bible, these things also happened. Eve gave Adam the apple, <laughs> Cain killed Abel, <laughs> the great flood for Noah's Ark came in. Oh, and no. the, And the temple of Solomon collapsed all on Fridays.
0: Whoopsies.
1: (laughs) Oopsie daisies. And Judas was the 13th guest. So. Oh no. um, So while paganism is like glorifying 13 for women and glorifying the goddess of love and fertility and sex and all the things that Christians don't, you know, like super duper fundamentalist Christians would say like, maybe you shouldn't worship those things. Um. Christians came in and said, No, all of this is sinful. And also, you're pagans. So let's just like also start branding you as fucking witches. So,
0: (laughs) so, uh, also Christmas is ours now. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Jesus' birthday now. But Halloween, no one should be fucking touching that. Halloween. That's why we took that back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but basically, this is where the origin of thirteens bad representation seems to have started. Interesting. And it's also how Friday the Thirteenth started growing a bad rep because all those Again, bad things happen on Friday. It's just a combo of Friday and thirteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So uh, naturally, when pagans love it. It will one day be just, like, poo-pooed on by, like, (sighs) the patriarchy. Which, by the way, makes Friday the 13th sexist. Let's just be clear. Well,
0: that's exactly what I was thinking. Because I was like, well, if we're going to rebrand ourselves, like.
1: If if you're going to be one of those people who's in a road trip right now and you are getting some sort of fun fact out of this, let your takeaway be that
0: Friday the 13th is sexist. It's actually a really great day if we're trying to be more equal and loving toward everyone. Mm-hmm. So here
1: are the the dates where Friday the 13th just became more and more established as an unlucky time. So in 1307, excuse me, I burped. <laughs> in 1307, on an actual Friday the 13th, by the way, King Philip IV ordered his men to arrest and imprison the Knights Templar, oh. who also ends up later, many of them ended up being executed. So this became this is not true but we can thank the da vinci code um which uh (laughs) apparently it it really got this rumor going that friday the 13th became a thing because of this 1307 knights of templar raid okay because of the da vinci code in 2003 we think that that's where friday the 13th came from not true here to squash the record but it it did happen to happen on a friday the 13th and a lot of those people did get arrested and were later killed, but I, I think mean. in the Da Vinci Code it says something like on a Friday the thirteenth everyone was murdered, which like is not true.
0: I definitely read that book, but <clears throat> it's been a long time.
1: Well, fun fact: it did happen on a Friday the thirteenth that people got arrested, but it's not as bad as I guess the Da Vinci Code made it out yeah, to I be. See.
0: Nor was that.
1: Nor was that the first like bad Friday the thirteenth, and where all the origins come from. Gotcha. It like completely negates Loki. Let's put it that way. Oh, so. So then in the 1390s, Geoffrey Chaucer wrote the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. And in there mentions that Friday is, quote, a day of misfortune. So Ooh. it's just perpetuating that Friday is not a good time. Um, at the same time uh, that the Canterbury Tales came out, a bunch of prominent figures actually started like dismissing Fridays and saying they didn't like Fridays, but they would never say why. And Chaucer probably influenced them, I'm guessing. Um, but the interesting thing is Chaucer as a, or Chaucer, Chaucer, um, Chaucer. uh, apparently in his writing, he was known for like mocking and like sarcasm. So yeah. when he called Friday a day of misfortune, he could have literally just been like trolling people He's, like
0: satirical. Yeah.
1: And he ended up convincing people that Friday See, was a bad uh, it's, day. It's a lot of power. These folks wield. I know. So now we're really time traveling all the way to 1592. Okay. And there's a playwright. Who wrote the idiom "Friday face" in his story, implying that someone <laughs> looked upset and quote gloomy?
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: apparently, if you've got a Friday face, you look gloomy. So I don't know what happened in between the 1390s and the 1590s yeah, for Friday to like get this rep. But I love a they, good Friday face. Uh, my Friday is a happy all... Friday face. <laughs> I'm I am gloomy on Fridays, but it's because I'm ready to take a big nap. Right. So, right. <clears throat> Um, In the 1630s, a playwright named William Rowley also wrote, quote, A plague of Friday mornings, the most unfortunate day in the whole week. So, like, I would argue by, like, 1600, Fridays are
0: known as unlucky for sure. Yeah, I mean, and they're pushing this agenda real hard, especially because nowadays, like, everyone loves Friday. Even though we don't like Friday the 13th, I feel like Fridays in general are a very positive day, so... They're Despite so fun. this agenda they're pushing, like it didn't well. Stick. You could really blame the industrial industrialization industrialism. Okay, that's a fair point. I guess we didn't have the five day
1: work week back then. Yeah, so that was yeah. when pe- we really liked Friday. Oh, but up okay, until then, I get you. up until then, Friday was apparently a Just bad like day. Another day in the eight 18- in the 1650s, uh, another uh, poet wrote quote. Now Friday came, you old wives say, of all the weeks, the unluckiest day. You old wives. (laughs) Don't put it on us old wives, okay? Us old 18-year-olds, yeah. Spinsters. In in 1869, there was a biography about a composer named Gioacchino Rossini. And apparently he also thought Fridays were... He thought Fridays were unlucky. He thought the number 13 was unlucky, and he died on a Friday the 13th.
0: Oh, I wonder if that's... uh, One of the composers was in that episode. I don't know which one. Maybe it was this one. I didn't know how many composers were dying. There's
1: fucking two. Two at least that have
0: died on Friday the 13th. In the 1880s, this is
1: where uh, it becomes, like, I guess, super popular. Uh, Up until then... By the way, that's the 1300s through the 1800s, and already there's a few mentions of Friday being unlucky, and I'm sure... I did as much research as I could, but like I, for all I know, like there's like some big thing I'm fucking missing, but that looks like in the last 500 years, people are aware that like Friday is not a lucky time. Right. And by the 1880s, this guy named captain William Fowler, who was this big famous soldier. He like knew people that were higher up and all that. He felt like 13 had a bad stigma to it. And he realized that 13 was weirdly found often in his life. Um, so he decided that he was going to create a society meant to debunk the stigma of 13. Oh, okay. Which, by the way, means by the 1880s, 13 was that unlucky that someone wanted to create a society about this, an organization. That's wild. So the organization was called the 13 Club. And oh, it was boy. allegedly <laughs> held in room 13 of the Knickerbocker Cottage. Of course. And he held his first meeting on a 13th date. And the rumor is they ate a 13-meal course, which, like, hello, I would love to be invited.
0: Wow, I'm on board for that part.
1: Their inaugural meeting was on a Friday the 13th at 8.13 p.m. And uh, one big superstition, again, at the time, was that if there were 13 guests in a room, something bad would happen, or even one of them might die. So to prove it wrong, the whole point of the 13 Club was for on the 13th every month, 13 people, 13 members of this group would dine together and, uh, I guess prove that none of them died.
0: Um, they even had to like, how
1: <laughs> impressive! they even had to walk under like ladders and shit to get into the oh, building. Dear. They were like just defying all superstitions, breaking
0: mirrors and shit.
1: Um, and several members of the 13 club, by the way, were presidents. Oh. So there was Arthur, uh, president Arthur, president Cleveland, Benjamin Harris, Teddy Roosevelt, um, one person who was definitely not invited was FDR because he hated Friday the 13th and he hated Fridays and he hated 13s. So <laughs> okay. He had okay, he hated That's them individually. He hated them combined. Uh, Ooh. but yeah, so the 13 club was like well known. I love at, the 13 club. Uh, there was another author in the 1880s who called Friday quote, a day when misfortune is aptest to fall. Uh-oh. Uh, and in the 1890s, the dictionary of phrase and fable wrote, but once on a Friday, tis ever they say, a day when misfortune is, oh, is apt as to fall. So there you go. So fucking right there. Uh, and then in 1907, this is where Friday the 13th officially became a thing. So Friday the 13th, although it had been heard of, it was mainly 13 being a bad day. Christians maybe not liking Fridays, but they mm-hmm. were never too, totally together as Friday the 13th uh, is bad. Okay. That happened at the turn of the century at 1907. Okay. So, fun fact for all the people who got dragged into this episode Friday the 13th became a thing in 1907 because there was <laughs> a book called Friday the 13th written by Thomas William Lawson uh, about a broker, a stockbroker who used Friday the 13th. Uh, and its superstition of being unlucky to infiltrate the stock market. Oh. I know. Not what you thought.
0: No. But I guess so, now you even said that businesses lose money in, on Friday the 13th.
1: So, uh, I guess since 1907, if you look at any Friday the 13th, maybe stock markets are nervous that that story will come true. Interesting. So uh, it's likely that this was the first time that Friday and 13 were combined together to both be a negative superstition. and Because... Once that book came out, that was 1907. But a year later in 1908, the New York Times cited Friday the 13th as an unlucky day. And it was the first time it was mentioned in the press as an unlucky day. Okay. Okay. And it it happened a year after this book came out. So we're guessing that's where New York Times got its information from. But the article that they wrote about for Friday the 13th was that a senator in town had fearlessly uh introduced 13 bills into the senate on friday the 13th le gasp le gasp uh apparently the the mention itself is quote friday the 13th holds no terrors for senator owen so <laughs> what a that, brave man what a brave man so it's definitely implied there and after that the new york times i guess is the first ones to really spread it and then we all ran with it and then we all ran with it and a, a from 1908, when that article came out, I guess the it just kind of grew on its own, and it officially solidified in only the 1980s. Really, really why?
0: The movie. The movie. So officially, oh, you Friday mean the 13th. What are you doing on September? Or wait, what? Is it, what are you doing <laughs> what on the you, 17th? You want to go on a date,
1: Friday the 17th, or something?
0: <laughs> so Do you want to record uh, that day, or are you out of town? <laughs> that's, my, that's
1: my question. Um so officially it became a bad day, a Friday the 13th when in the 1980s the horror franchise Friday the 13th came.
0: Out. I mean it makes sense. That's pretty pretty out pretty strong messaging. <laughs>
1: and call back to earlier when um Continental Airlines said that they never experienced a pri- a price drop in flights, maybe that was like not that was maybe that was before oh, the movie sure. came out. I
0: see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, so anyway, since the 1980s is when Friday the 13th really, really, really became an unlucky uh-huh. day for us. So uh-huh. it's
0: only been around for like, what, 40 years? This yeah, that's not very long. Not that bad. It makes so, sense that it's like if 1908 was when the New York Times started propagating this, then that's why all the buildings started. Like, cause all the old skyscrapers that are like a hundred yeah. years old, it makes sense that they would have yeah. been part of that phase. Also,
1: if you could just go in and just change the plaque from 13 to 14, <gasps> okay, technically fair point. older yeah, buildings, fair point. like you wouldn't even know. So, so stupid.
0: Like, I'm like, Oh, well you can't. Ha-. Yeah. it's just totally No, true. no. I yeah. still,
1: I, I was on board with you. I was like, maybe they would have, if they really wanted to, or they were superstitious, they could go like change a button or something, but who knows? They <laughs> could change so, the elevator.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so um, I have uh, five points left. So, Sorry, I know this is really long, but Friday thirteenth. Five is my
0: personality number, by the way. Okay, right. In
1: case anyone's wondering, <laughs> uh, that would be five. So, uh, so the solar, so the calendar that we use, where it's thirty days or thirty-one days, right? Uh, that is the Gregorian solar cycle, and one whole cycle is four hundred years. Oh, wowza! Which is it's exactly. 20,871 weeks. Jeez, okay. And apparently, if you use that system of those 400 years, it is a template, and you can see the pattern for every Friday the 13th. Oh, cool. So you can always predict when one's going to show up. Right. So there, these are just fun facts that I'm throwing at you now. No more history. But I did want to mention this calendar. Fun fact number one. There is at least one Friday the 13th in every calendar year. okay. And one happens on average every 212 days. Oh, I didn't know that. And fun fact uh, there can never be more than three Friday the 13ths in one year. Wow. Three in uh, a year seems like a lot. It doesn't happen often, but it, ha- it does happen. Okay. Um, also, the shortest gap between two Friday the 13ths, if you look at a calendar, the shortest amount of time between one Friday the 13th and another is actually one month, but, the, long, but the longest gap can be f- up to 14 months. Wow. Which has only happened a handful of times. So there's like two exceptions, I think that cause that in a calendar, but every 14 month period, you can at least guarantee one Friday the 13th will be there.
0: One month apart. That, that must be a rough time for that people must be who a, are really super a bad 30 days. Yeah. So this also means, uh, that Friday
1: the 13th, they happen um, on average, because it, it can happen at least once every calendar year. The average is it happens 1.7 times each year. So okay. I consider that one or two times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that.
1: But if you add all those up, then if every Friday, if, if there's 1.7 Friday the 13th every year, uh-huh. that means since the year one, there mm-hmm. have been. 3,477 Friday the 13th. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: Um, Wikipedia actually has a chart of all the Friday the 13ths. <gasps> so uh, since the year 2000, there have been 39, which doesn't seem like a lot.
0: No, it doesn't. The last
1: one was this most recent month in
0: August. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. My mom kept saying she was traveling to Germany that day. And I was like, I'm not superstitious, but maybe change <laughs> but you're, your pl- flight? But you're
1: mentioning it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah the next friday the 13th will be in may next may so. may
0: okay so we don't have any left this year no nope. how many may. were there in 2020 cuz clearly i think that there was two that i think one, there was two the the march one really set us off there for a bad i remember
1: start. tiktok saying something about like oh the last time there was a friday the 13th we all know what happened and uh-huh. like and so i think it was like there was definitely, i think there was two in 2020 okay um but yeah, the last one was this August. The next one will be next May. And uh, a lot of people specifically care about Friday the 13th in October because they're, it's spooky season, sure. right?
0: Pre-Halloween.
1: So I just wanted to say a fun fact about October Friday the 13th. In the entire 20th century, there have been – there were 14. In <gasps> all of the 20th century, there were only 14 October Friday the 13th. Wow.
0: Wow.
1: And in all of the 21st century, including, like, what we have not yet lived, all of the the, 21st century, there will also only be 14.
0: Well, that's a bummer because I got married October 13th, and I keep waiting for Friday the 13th to be my anniversary. There's only going to be 14 October, Friday the 13th in the entire
1: 21st century. It's a women's celebration day. So far, there have only been three in this century, so there's going to be another 11 coming up. But the next one, Christine, is in two thousand twenty-three. Oh hell yeah, party time! So October Friday the thirteenth, two thousand twenty-three. I think might be one of the only ones you get to
0: see for you a know, while. And that's if uh, if my if my baby reaches the due date and I end up getting induced. That would be right around right around that time. Like, no, it's can... twenty
1: twenty-three, homie.
0: No, I know, but like the thirteenth would be the birthday, so maybe we can oh. aim for that and then. Oh yeah. Okay. So hold you know... it in. For
1: hold it in
0: for <laughs> actually 13th. forget it it's not worth it, <laughs> get, get it out. <laughs>
1: um so uh one last and that's why we drink fun fact is mm. that people these are people with the with 13 letters in their name oh charles manson oh shit jeffrey dahmer oh shit ted bundy <gasps> theodore bundy apparently albert de salvo oh, i don't yeah. think we've covered i have not jack the ripper <gasps> adolphus hitler fuck me that's terrible um but the last thing i will say is there is one celebrity out there who is very pro 13 do you know who this is hmm no taylor swift oh
0: fucking
1: loves that 13.
0: yep yep this is a
1: quote from from taylor swift I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first album went golden 13 weeks. My first number one song had a 13 second intro. Every time I've won an award, I've been seated in either the 13th seat thirteenth yes. row, or 13th section or row M, which is the 13th letter. Basically, whenever a 13 comes up in my life, it's a good thing.
0: Girl. Yes. Own it. And that's all of Friday the 13th. I love that. And that was one of the funnest things I've ever
1: heard you cover. That was the shortest amount of notes, and yet I feel like I talked for fucking ever.
0: What happened there? Uh, anyway. Probably me happened, and I apologize. But wow, what a fucking roller coaster. I, I tried my best. I did,
1: I did as much research as my brain could. I thought so. I <laughs> had some fun facts
0: in my head, and I clearly, I didn't know like 99% <clears throat> of that, so I learned a lot. Yay! Wow, Em, that was fun. I feel like I need to call my stepmom, because she's one of those people who does not leave the house on Friday. Like, she takes it very seriously. Oh, we'll um, see she's if she's had any hospital of... visits anyway because I she will. Didn't and drive also around. she doesn't come to my house now cuz I have a black cat. <laughs> oh, hey,
1: that's one way to keep superstitious people away, Seriously, I guess. Seriously,
0: growing up at my mom's house, we had black cats and she wouldn't drive up the driveway. She would make us walk up. <laughs> Which is wild because I just personal preference, but black cats are my fucking I favorite. I love black cats. I mean, I literally set out to get one last Halloween cuz little moonshine entered my sweet. life so nice sweet so sweet boy. i had a black cat
1: growing up so i just have a personal Aww. personal love for him eva
0: has a black cat i have a black oh. cat. i love black cats
1: also i to be fair i haven't met moonshine so i can't say anything yet but eva's cat shadow i have a really <gasps> warm spot I for love
0: shadow
1: last time That's i saw shadow heart. what did i what did i bring to eat oh i had a tiramisu <laughs> <and> <laughs> I, and I did, I did a little dunk of the finger and i just whooped him
0: a around tiramisu. the little nose and we had Aww. some
1: tiramisu together i really Precious. love shadow
0: shadow what a sweetheart i had a black cat named shadow growing up that's the one my stepmom refused to drive past so we gotta oh god send us up the driveway like walk all the way up whatever all right. i had a black cat I'm named i had a
1: black cat named rocky but he was a uh he acted a lot like a dog which is why i think i vibed that's with him why somehow. Mooney
0: does that too yeah
1: yeah anyway there you have it. We love black cats in, at this place.
0: We do. Um, I love when I got a black cat and everyone sent pictures of their black cats. And I was like, oh, there's so many. are um, aren't black cats, do they have the same issue as like black labs where like they don't get adopted very often? That I've heard that. I Googled that when I was adopting Mooney. And I've heard that, especially because it was Halloween time. And I heard that people kind of avoid black cats around that time, which makes me sad. That's sad. I know. I know. What's that about? People do that with black labs? I think so. I thought it was just black cats, but that maybe I... it's just black cats. I, I don't know. It
1: feels like there's some underlying issues
0: there. Sounds like I always it's... thought it was black cats because of the bad luck thing, but oh, know. I'm
1: pretty sure black labs also get it because they like literally because they don't photograph well or something <gasps> like, and, like Instagram <laughs> people.
0: Well, because everyone called Mooney a void cat because like black cats they call void cats because. they're hard to but his eyes are so gigantic that like he just looks like a big gigantic weirdo let me see
1: black labs uh i don't know how you type this in
0: adoption stigma i don't know yep why black dogs
1: are less likely to be adopted what black dog syndrome are people racist against black pets what's wrong with people Puppy prejudice. Are black animals Puppy less like? Puppy prejudice. To... Stop. Listen. Black lives matter. Black cats matter. Black, black puppies labs matter. matter <laughs> black labs matter. <laughs> it all oh, matters. No. It all fucking matters. So anyway, I can't anyway. believe
0: that. Okay, anyway, well, and I'm
1: I'm sure that also uh, attributes to like any other animal with black fur. So whatever, that's not good. Go adopt a
0: black animal, please. Thank you very much. Only if you're much. prepared to take care of an animal. Don't just adopt one for funsies. Bingo. Blaze and I just went to a New Year's wedding, and we have one coming up next weekend. Not a New Year's wedding, but another friend's wedding. And I just love weddings. I feel like I've said that so many times at this point, and that's why I always love telling you all about Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website to a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team, everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts you actually want, Zola takes you from save our date to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Zola really has become the sort of one-stop shop for wedding planning. I used Zola when I got married and it was an indispensable tool. I could not, I swear to you, I could not have gotten half of the stuff done that I did without Zola on my side. But now, Zola, I'm only a little bit bitter, has so many more amazing tools. They have an app. They have all sorts of stuff like that, that wedding vendor discovery tool. You know, that is really cool. I, I kind of want to go back. Blaze, should we get married again? Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello, everybody. Uh, Pea break is over, and I'm doing part two of Scott and Lacey Peterson
1: right okay wait hold on where were we i i don't
0: i thank time. god i marked it because i was like i would never have remembered where i was i feel like it was all just a big blur um yeah so the last thing apparently that we talked about was that um the police told Lacey's family do you remember the story <laughs> I yes feel like yes i yes. don't want to just like this. dump it on you <laughs> no, without no, 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 no. mind refresher we're in the um, clear We probably should have done this closer to the the last one, but oh well, we didn't plan. I didn't plan for a part two, but, um, so basically they had the photo of Amber Fry, who was the, the quote unquote mistress, the Mm -hmm. other woman in the, in the case who came forward and the national choir had a photo they were going to print. And so the police were like, shit, we got to tell Lacey's family before they find out Mm. from the media so they told Lacey's family and uh Sharon Lacey's mom put her head in her hands and said, "Why did he have to kill yes. her?" Yes. Yes. And so now everybody's turned on Scott. Um Got it. So okay. all the volunteers, Wow, what a good way. What a I know it was like a an organic uh, impromptu <laughs> an impromptu like
1: ending the story there, but like what a cliffhanger.
0: It was really like I I hit that bullet and went Wow. Well, I mean, I have like exactly halfway through the story. So God. Why not? Okay. Why well, not? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. And there's still so much more to happen. So <clears throat> basically, uh, if you have not listened to the last episode, I would do that because it, there's a lot that went on there's, before now. There's a
1: lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot happening here. There's a lot going on.
0: Um. So now, uh, this story became a more kind of scandalous, sexy story for the media. It was already pretty wild with like. Girl next door disappears on Christmas Eve, and she's pregnant, and it was already a really scandalous story. But now, the husband, who's been suspicious all along, is like even more like he's now obviously the bad guy because he had no right. affair. Like whether he killed her or not, he's very easy to paint as. The he's like villain. definitely a prime suspect now. Yes. If he never
1: was before. Yes,
0: and especially the media was able to like easily roast this guy. Sure. Um, and so it was kind of sad. I was watching the documentary and this poor Amber woman, they got all these like photos of her, like leaked people, leaked photos of her, like half nude and, you know, like her own private photos, people were leaking all over the media. And like, she did the right thing coming forward and saying like, you know, she could have just stayed in the background and not said anything. But she, she really could have, especially, I mean, I know uh, if
1: I were put in that situation, which like, oh my God, I hope never, but yeah. like I would be i would be afraid of yeah, like terrifying. i'm literally dating a potential murderer like the last thing i want to do is put my name in the ringer or like even for the press to like write oh, me in a, in a bad roast light you yeah
0: yeah i would be so i'd be so nervous and there I'd were it so was scared. terrible people the articles were saying things like she's uglier than <gasps> white. like he had such a beautiful wife like she's so like it was oh my really god bad and oh my
1: god at least at least once she regretted that i bet Being i like, bet it was wow, awful yeah
0: because because even when she did the press conference like she talks about it now and she says like she was having a full-on legitimate panic attack on the way uh, up before the press even knew who she was <laughs> and in the actual press uh conference you can see like she's like shaking i mean she can barely like speak it's terrifying um oh my god to be like one day just at home on christmas and then the next day you're like Addressing the international news, um, mm. so anyway, that's where we are. Scandalous story. Um, now everybody's wondering: Well, has Scott this whole time been suspicious because he killed Lacy, or has he been suspicious and shady because he was having an affair and was trying to hide his girlfriend? Ah, uh, so maybe he, uh, maybe he really didn't kill her. Maybe he just had something else that he was right. freaking out about hiding. Okay. <laughs> And my question is, or well, maybe both. I don't know. Just yeah. a thought. You could be doing both. Uh, it's like but- that. What's that Tostitos little girl? And- <laughs> yeah, or not or Tostitos. Like- yeah, the the tortillas, right? Or. What is Something. it? All yeah. I know
1: is every time I'm stuck between two good options, I go,
0: por que no los dos? I excellent tante. <laughs> excellent tante. <laughs> what an excellent tante idea. God. I just love that you live in LA of all places and your head goes excellent tante all day long.
1: You know, I, I, it's gross. It really is. Gr- I love also, it. Also, like, why on earth do I think I have the right to say por que no los dos to myself every time I think ice cream or chocolate? And then I, like, can't even say the word excellent tante. Like... <laughs>
0: so stupid. I love it. Okay, um so on January 25th, the day after Amber's press conference, Scott called Amber and her phone was being tapped, but he didn't know this. Right, right. And he calls her and so there's a recording of this and he says to her, "I was really proud of you when you did that. You have an amazing character." I oh. pulled it. A- <laughs> I know it's so icky, isn't it? It just it's like nobody needs you to be like so slimy. Her. It's so yeah. slimy. He says, I pulled over and threw up when you cried. I was listening on the radio.
1: And I like how he was like, I threw up when you cried. Probably because, like, uh, you were throwing up out of nerves that you just got <laughs> yeah, fucking busted. Yeah, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd throw up, too, if my entire, like, persona had just been wrecked in a tr- murder yeah, trial.
0: something you've been hiding this whole time. Yeah. And so he told Amber that because of her bravery, which... I don't know. Emma and I have a pet peeve about people calling us brave when we're. I just, hate it. I like hate it. When you're cornered into something and then you're called brave, it's like, well, yeah, whatever.
1: It's just <laughs> like, you're so peeve. brave for speaking out. It's like, I, first of all, whether or not I feel obligated to do like, I like, it's not brave. It's just, it can be out. a very condescending term. I think. I think, instances. I think we're both just used to like. Shitty, shitty men. Telling. <laughs> yeah. us, <like, laughs> Yeah. Oh, so wow. Brave. Like that's so brave of you. Like, when I, like, oh, my God, I don't even think I told you this. Uh, when I went home recently, I told someone what my pronouns were. And they're like, that's so brave of you to yeah, tell see, me. It, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I have to tell you or else you will misgender me. Yeah, <laughs> And then, wow, this guess is... what? They did misgender me. So, Kelsey well, of freeze, course. But, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, well, my bravery. Like, I would want them to properly gender me just so I can be like, that's so brave of you to actually use pronouns Right, properly. exactly.
0: It's like you can't flip that on its head. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, I hate that. So he goes, because of your bravery, I'm going to speak to the press finally. So he says, Amber inspired him out of her bravery for him Ugh. to go forward. Not because now, again, he's cornered uh, because she's now aired his quote unquote dirty laundry. Right, right. So, and by the way,
1: like, I don't, I hope that our, like, tangent like we're not discrediting that she actually is brave as shit but it's no. just like his gross use of the word brave yeah it's is what like this like. isn't
0: about you guy I mean it is yeah. in a twisted way but it's because you fucked up like the reason right. this is even happening is because you put her in this position yes so to call her brave for coming forward it's like you literally lied to her and told her you didn't have a wife mm-hmm She's, not, just she's be- in this position because of you. <laughs> just before anyone thinks that we actually, like, don't think she's, like, a No, 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 no. Absolutely not. And, like, there's definitely a nuance of the word brave. I'm saying, you know, it's obviously in the right context. It's totally different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think in this context of Scott being like, you're so brave. It's like, you literally created this whole fucking <laughs> mess, like, you know? This is
1: your fault. This like- <laughs> is your
0: fault. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway, this just pisses me off. So... <laughs> Um, he says, I'm going to talk to the media now because of your bravery. And his lawyer is like, don't do that, idiot. Right. Don't. <laughs> uh, his lawyer literally says, you're going to be eaten alive. But Scott says, no, I'm going on Good Morning America with Diane Sawyer. And I,
1: oh, right. Okay. I'm mistake. sure. He,
0: okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Um, so brave of you. Uh, so late January 2003, Scott did a Good Morning America interview with Diane Sawyer. Did not go well. I'm uh, no? statement of the century. <laughs> yep. Uh, surprise, surprise. Kel's surprise, as Kelsey-preeze. we say. Uh, for starters, he outright lied to Diane Sawyer, and he told her that he had told police about his affair the day Lacey went missing, which is like...
1: Oh, no. No, bud. So you're gonna... I'm so, Like, you don't just go up to Diane Sawyer, <laughs> prepared to defend
0: yourself by lying when she has facts. By like, making what up a about? Fully, fully factual thing that aren't... And so, of course... He's like, yes, I. they knew already, which now you look even more guilty because you're clearly bullshitting. So he mm. says, oh, yeah, yeah, the police knew from day one. And this was a flat out lie, because when Al Burkini asked how their marriage was, he said it was absolutely fine. They had no issues whatsoever. He and Lacey. Then he told Diane Sawyer that Lacey also knew about his affair with Amber. And okay. when she was like, oh, so you told her and he was like, yeah, we talked about it right before Christmas. And she said, well, how did it go? And he said, oh, she was fine with it. (laughs) She said, you do you,
1: baby. Bullshit. She's eight months pregnant.
0: And she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, what are you talking about? Also, if
1: it was fine, like you would have actually fucking mentioned it before. Like, yep, exactly.
0: If this was an open and you wouldn't have had to lie to your girlfriend that you didn't even have a wife to begin with. I mean, all of this is so shady. I have a hunch
1: when he got called out. Uh, he then like thought later was like, wow, Diane Sawyer's such a bitch. Like, and oh, like,
0: absolutely. Okay, I was right. trying to be brave, and then she ruined yeah. everything. She didn't
1: even tell me I was being brave for doing this. So like, she's like a double bitch. What like, bitch. you know? Yeah,
0: okay. absolutely. Um, I'll tell you, Scott, you're being brave. Um, <laughs> does that make you feel better? <laughs> Maybe. So he tells Diane Sawyer. Lazy knew all about it. She was okay with it, and he, she was like, okay. So what happened when he told her? And he said, oh, there was no arguing at all. And it's like, that doesn't seem very likely. It's possible. It's not very likely, especially the people who knew Lacey were like, oh, hell no, she wouldn't have been fine with that.
1: Yeah. I feel like let's trust the testimony of others right now, Scott.
0: (laughs) Of like the average person, average eight month pregnant person in a monogamous relationship probably wouldn't be super chill on Mm. like the week before Christmas about this. So uh, then Diane Sawyer responds and she says, do you really expect us to believe that an eight month pregnant woman would be fine with this? Um, Right. And he's like, "Yep, that's all that happened." And apparently, most damningly of all, which got blasted all over the news, is that in the interview Scott referred to his missing wife in the past tense, saying Lacey was amazing, and uh, that so like, and got, like she basically saying confirming she's dead. In 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 a lot of people's minds, it was like, "Why are you saying was? Do you know something we don't know?"
1: Uh huh. Um, right.
0: And you know, you can play that both ways of like well, maybe he's just coping that way. You know, who knows? But it it didn't look good. I'll put it that way. And especially because when he said it, at least from what I gathered, the way he said it made it even sketchier because he said she was amazing, is amazing. And it was like the way he corrected himself was like... "Mm." Oh, that's not a cute look. That's what I thought. It was like, it wasn't just like natural. It was like he said it and then like rewound himself. And it, it just seemed fishier that way, I
1: think. Combine that with what we learned last week where he like she has just gone missing and he's fucking obsessed with these ribs. And he's like, mm-hmm. go check out these barbecue. Like he's like, you see it is, <laughs> he is having the time of his life. He seems like he's doing like totally fine. And now he's using her name in the past
0: tense. And he's also, like, Squall and I are at the Eiffel tower. And it's like, no, you're at your and wife's I was candlelight gonna say, vigil.
1: I was going to say full blown fucking lying. And like, mm-hmm. even if, I mean, granted, I would not know because I haven't cheated, but like, I would imagine if I cheated, And the person that I was married to and and was pregnant was dead and I was at a vigil. I don't think I could contain the lie anymore. And if my mistress called, I'd be like, look, really awkward, but I'm at my wife's fucking vigil right now. Like I wouldn't even be able to keep it up let alone alone (laughs) happily lie about like I think that's what uh, was I'm at the Eiffel Tower. What are you talking about? With
0: Pasquale, like a made up fucking person. Clearly throwing in that shit crazy. Clearly adding detail where it is not needed. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it was so startling to like Lacey's family who's over there putting every ounce of energy into trying to find Lacey. And then this guy's like pretending to be at the Eiffel Tower during the vigil, refuses to speak. It just all is such a whirlwind of bad. And it, it's it's one of those things where like, I don't know if he killed her. I don't know. I really don't. None of us do. But He's not a great guy. Like, he's a <laughs> shitty guy. Sorry. Like, whether he did it or not, he's a shitty guy for all of the above that's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, in terms of your average boyfriend, he's not a winner. He's not know? a great husband, I gotta yeah. say. Like, I wouldn't be thrilled. Um, And so, you know, I mean, even the way he's treating the family and just, like, dissing them to, like, be with his, call his girlfriend during the vid, it's just all really shady behavior and whether he did it or not again it doesn't matter at this point because he's just a shitty guy sorry Mm. and and he's blatantly lying left and right without a thought like without without even and also blatantly lying
1: like at a time where like if
0: you're innocent oh my god you better
1: be singing the truth like you're literally you got on diane sawyer and like you're gonna not tell the truth just lie what do you think's gonna happen that sounds like the
0: the exact time to tell the truth, and like exactly. you're just actively
1: not doing it. So
0: one hundred percent, and so it 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 made him look so guilty, and you can see why. Like I can see why. Um, again, whether the facts end up supporting that or not, aside, like he's making himself look really bad, mm-hmm. and that's on him. I'm just saying, in my humble opinion. So maybe not so humble right now during my segment, but sometimes I, uh- humble opinion. I am H O. <laughs> I am H O. Okay. Okay. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. he says Lacey was amazing. I mean, is amazing. And it was like, ooh, mm-hmm. way to draw attention to that. So, mm-hmm. not a great day for Scott. With the media already giving him a guilty verdict, he needed someone who was going to help really discover what happened to his wife. So, he hires his own private investigator. Okay. Uh, so, Gary Ermoyan is a private investigator who was going to do his own research into what happened to Lacey. And in Ermoyne's investigation, he spoke to the many neighbors who claim they saw Lacey walking the golden retriever on La Loma the day of her disappearance. And one even commented, she looked too pregnant to be out in the cold. So now he's interviewing all the people who said, no, we saw her walking the dog. Because mm. remember that got like dismissed by the police, but it was also right. like, but if that is true, then like that's a huge issue in the case against Scott. So yeah um so he starts interviewing all the people who say they saw her uh and he interviewed all of them and he pinned the location and timings of their sightings and when he mapped out all these sightings both lacy's geography and type and the timings of the sightings hypothetically checked out completely with everybody's statements so interviewing all these different people and mapping it out it all fits okay like if it's true okay So Diana Campos, who was smoking on a hospital balcony located on the side of the park where Lacey was thought to have been, saw someone matching Lacey's description walking the golden retriever, Mackenzie, and she remembers two men were following who she thought was Lacey, Mm. and the dog barked at the men, and she remembers the men yelling, shut that fucking dog up, at the woman. So this could be, if it were... If this all matches up, it could be the two two of the people who were robbing the house. If she had confronted them. Do
1: you mm-hmm. remember the people okay. who
0: yeah. robbed the house across the street?
1: Yeah, and, she, and, the, and all of her friends even said that she would have gotten in the yes, way. Or she exactly. would have done something.
0: And if that is when that robbery occurred, maybe that's who was following her and saying, like, shut up your dog. Right. Uh, and if somebody was following her, then obviously that's another huge break in the case that points blame away from Scott. Um, so he collected the private investigator collected all this information but he thought it was really strange um that the police had never spoken to any of these witnesses
1: Uh aha yeah
0: that's interesting it's not good
1: (laughs) it doesn't feel like protocol either like it's like if if they existed they would have been spoken to
0: you'd think so and so uh, they interview a few of these witnesses who say like We reached out to the police and said we saw her. Nobody ever contacted us. Nobody ever talked to us. So it's not a good look because it's sort of like the police had their eye on Scott and said nothing else matters. Uh And it's sort of like, you should have checked that out, in my opinion. Yeah. In my extremely humble opinion. Uh, I think you should have checked that out. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me. Um, So it's a little bit like fishy, you know, even if you're blaming Scott, you should have Followed up on these people who said I saw her walking down the street that day. Right, I'm a big proponent for like even
1: if we like think we know what's going on, like dot your T's cross yeah. your eyes. Comple-
0: <laughs> you know, dot your eyes. No, I like your version better. Okay, sure. <laughs> you and I are the kind of people who cross our eyes and we don't we'll <laughs> get confused. But I that's certainly, okay. yeah, okay. You know what? You're right. Okay. <laughs> Stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, excellent tante. Excellent
0: tante. Um. So the PI gets all this information and it all maps out properly. And he's like, that's really weird that no no police ever talked to these people. Yes, I agree. It's very weird. Um, which is, ex- this part's extra sad. Her due date comes and goes. She's still not found. And that Ugh. always is heartbreaking when like pregnant people are missing and it's like the due date comes. It's and like It's you like, you know, the baby is wh- wherever or yeah. whatever
1: is going on. The baby is or yeah. was supposed to be here.
0: Yes, when the due date passes and you're like, you know, you don't hear anything, it's like that. Just there's just an extra level of like tragedy to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So due date comes and goes, which is early February. She has not been found. Um, In terms of the media storm, the case goes quiet again for a couple weeks until April 14th. So on April 13th, this is where we get another big uh, break in the case. Locals along the San Francisco Bay had found two mutilated, decomposed bodies washed ashore Ooh. one was what seemed to be an adult woman's torso with no <gasps> head or no limbs oh my god oh uh, and another was an infant oh
1: god okay. i know
0: i know i know i know i know i like oh uh, i know so scott's whereabouts were not known when the bodies were discovered he'd actually been like mia for weeks um he'd been in san diego with his family to avoid like the news trucks capturing his every moment and on April 18th um so this is a few days after the bodies were found Scott was driving down the highway and he called his brother to say he was being followed by the media so he starts driving erratically he's trying to get rid of them what he didn't know is that he was actually being followed by police (laughs) (gasps) and so he's like these bozos are following me no they're unmarked cop cars so uh Uh he gets followed by police all the way to the golf course where he's going golfing And they pull into the parking lot, and they find him. Fun fact, Scott has completely changed his appearance. Okay, that's uh, worth noting. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, very worth noting. He was carrying over $10,000 in cash, camping gear, his brother's ID card, and four cell phones.
1: Okay, well, like, that is absolutely fishy. Okay. Yeah,
0: and (laughs) the thing is... If you hear his family talk about it, they're like, no, no, like everything can be explained. And it's like, oh, technically, I guess, like the skeptics who are like, no, he's not guilty. Point out that like. I'm sorry, the skeptics who say, OK, so Scott's family or proponents of Scott, I should say say like oh don't worry like there's an explanation for everything he has his brother's id because he wanted a discount at the golf course and the ten thousand dollars they said was because um a family member accidentally got out cash instead of uh, okay you know, yeah like something.
1: you can't even you can't even finish the sentence like yeah. it just doesn't like, sound okay
0: it, it seems like a lot and like he changes appearance to avoid the media and it's like i guess all of those things individually make some sense but like it's Together is a a one lot. crazy day. Like, yeah. What? What you... Whoops. Alexander's <laughs> no good, very bad day, or whatever that fucking book was. When we were little. <laughs> Scott's very, very, very bad day. Um, <laughs> yikes! Because like, why are you have four cell phones? And they were like, well, he had one from this and one from. And it's like, yeah. Uh, okay. The accidentally had ten thousand dollars in cash. He just happened to have camping gear. He just happened to want to go golf. It's just all very bad. Look
1: mm-hmm. once again.
0: Um, and people who are like, yeah, he fucking did it are quick to point out that San Diego is very close to the Mexican border and potentially he was driving down there with a new appearance to kind of get away from Uh everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like two, two sides here that are arguing. Yep. Um, I find it to be fishy as fuck, but you know, that's just me. I'm with you, Christine. You know what? In our extremely non-humble opinions, it's fishy <laughs> as fuck. Okay, everybody. Uh, oh boy. Um, so people think he was planning to run. So while he was being arrested, heading back to because Mid- again they just found the bodies a few days ago too. Mm. And part of me is like, you're going golfing. They just found your dead son in the water. Whatever. I mean, and then that, again, that's I mean, I yeah, I know. It,
1: I know it's. I, we talked about it last time of like people people grieve differently. I just it feels, it feels. Odd. Ick. It just I if the person that I was married to and my baby, whether or not I even love the person anymore, but my baby yeah. were found dead in a river dismembered, I could not just go to the golf course.
0: I can't imagine dyeing my hair and going golfing and being like, Oh come on, it's just a normal day in my yeah. life. I don't know. feels weird. It does. I agree. I agree. And again, this is all circumstantial, but you know, that's what we have to go on. So while Scott was being arrested and heading back to Modesto, DNA tests confirmed that the bodies were in fact those of Lacey and baby Connor. And according to Doug Maynard, who was in the car with Scott, when they told him about the bodies, uh, he didn't really react. And he claims that it was because he was with the police and he didn't want to cry or show emotion in front of the police but, like, learning your family has been found murdered is a hard thing. Like, you're thing. allowed to
1: cry. Like Yeah, no one's going to be, like... <laughs> like, we're not
0: we're not calling you a baby right now. Yeah, like, it, it seemed like a weird excuse. Like, well, I didn't want to show emotion in front of them. And it's like, well... It's
1: like, well, it's weird that you're not showing emotion, my friend. It's also weird that you like, right,
0: Exactly. It's and really I, weird that you're telling the cops to come over and look at your barbecue
1: plate or play golf. But, like, yeah. you won't cry.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And it's... It's just doesn't feel good to me. I don't know. And I get the catch-22 of, like, oh, you cry. You're faking it. You don't cry. You're not emotional enough. Like, I get right. that catch-22. I do. But to be like, no, I didn't want to show them emotion intentionally. So I pretended like I didn't care or whatever. It's just a weird angle to me. I don't know. Yeah. So w- when the car arrived at the jail, a mob, not surprisingly, was waiting for Scott. <clears throat> and they all had signs that read murderer and things like that. Um, oh, yeah, people were pissed. Hmm. Uh, locals were, who had originally been there to help him and find Lacey and you know all these volunteers had now officially turned on him. First, there was the affair, and now there's the bodies. Sure. So meanwhile, uh, the Peterson house itself was being surrounded by flowers from well-wishers. And Scott was arraigned on April 21st, 2003. He was charged with two counts of premeditated murder, and he pleaded not guilty. Oh, well, I'm kind of not surprised. Well, yeah, good point. Not a shocker. No. Um, so May 2nd, 2003, the Peterson family hired celebrity lawyer Mark Garagos, uh, and he is like a name that you hear all throughout these any of these documentaries, Mark Garagos as their attorney. Um, and it it uh, cost them a million dollars, flat. Whoa. And the reason that scott's family hired mark garagos is because he was a celebrity lawyer who had been on larry king every night defending scott oh like on his
1: own without them even having him yet.
0: correct so nancy grace was on larry king going like this asshole deserves to burn basically and mark garagos was saying well let's think about devil's advocate sort of Uh so uh, scott's dad saw this and said like i want to hire that guy to be his lawyer because he already is defending him on air and, right we
1: don't have to convince him of
0: anything <laughs> yeah he's not going to be he has the passion that we we really correct. need correct he's already on the right quote unquote right side exactly so they hire him for a million bucks um and he is pretty famous he's already really good at weathering like a media shit show um, he has worked with Winona Ryder, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris oh, Brown. Wow. Like, wow. The Chris Brown lawyer, I mean, I guess yeah. good guy to get on your side if you're looking guilty, uh, <laughs> the Media is what I have to say. huh. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. he is now the lawyer, and his whole mission is to argue against the prosecution's theory that Scott had killed Lacey the night of December 23rd. And then the following morning, attached eight-pound weights to each of her limbs and dumped her body into the San Francisco Bay. This is Ooh. the prosecution's plan of action theory, and he has to fight this. So, uh, private detective Ermoyan, the PI who had interviewed all those neighbors, thought Garagos would have more than a good enough chance to defend Scott because people at the marina had seen Scott that day. And nobody reported seeing him with a body or a big object or anything like that. Okay. And they were like, you know what? This might not be as hard as we think because it would have been nearly impossible for him to hide a big object in his boat without anybody seeing. Because he had been spotted by so many people and witnesses at the dock. So now they're thinking, great, we have this celebrity lawyer, we have this PI, we've gathered all this information, we have witnesses who've seen him and who saw Lacey walking the dog and they think like, you know what? Maybe we have a chance here after all. So two days later on May 4th, which was Lacey's birthday. Also, oh, she and I have the same birth number.
1: Birth oh, number. fun.
0: Is that what it's called? Yeah.
1: Birthday number.
0: I think birthday number. Um, so a, uh, on her birthday, they held a memorial service for her and Connor. Uh, the whole community came together to remember her And the Petersons did not attend out of respect for Lacey's family, which I I do understand because it probably would have been a circus if they had shown up. Um, And they instead had their own 20-minute memorial in jail with Scott. Wow. Okay. On November 18th of 2003, Scott was ordered to stand trial. And according to biography.com, following 11 days of testimony from investigators, family members, and neighbors in a preliminary hearing, The judge determined that prosecutors had shown probable cause and that Scott would have to stand trial for the double homicide charges. So they presented a strong enough case that the judge said, like, yep, this guy's got to prove that he didn't murder his wife and child. So, okay. Uh, interestingly, 50 percent of the potential jury members admitted in a questionnaire that they thought Scott was guilty before even joining the jury. And that was a big problem. Because you can't really be impartial. Because you can't be biased. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you already think that he did it. Um, And so Scott Peterson's trial officially began on June 1st, 2004. And uh, by this point, this case was so massive, everyone knew who he was. And uh, although there were seats in the courtroom for the press, they did not allow cameras inside. Um, But every reporter was standing outside. They had like full, you know, had reporters inside. Like, Nancy Grace was inside, and she would, like, report back on, like, what was happening so that people had, like, a blow-by-blow of what was going on.
1: Did we ever Um, hear – I know this is kind of far back, but you're bringing up Nancy Grace, so I'm thinking of Diane Sawyer again. But did we ever – did she ever come back into the picture, or was that just
0: a one-time thing? um, It was just that one interview that, like, really blew his – plan <laughs> like he okay so it wasn't like she was as involved as nancy grace got. i think nancy grace was more thoroughly like long-term involved okay. from day one yeah cool. um so the diane Sawyer thing was like a big monumental moment but i don't think it was um like a longer lasting thing than that gotcha um so in his opening statements the prosecution uh rick distasso rick distasso uh presented the theory that scott had murdered Lacey, the night of the 23rd, and then put her weights on her body and dumped her out of his boat the next day. Jeez. So, the crux of the prosecution's case was that Scott Peterson did not want to be a father and wanted the freedom to date other people, aka Amber Fry, and that instead of divorce, he chose murder. So, that was their motive that they were presenting against Scott. Sure. And on June 2nd, uh, we heard the defense's opening statements and. This is where shit gets a little wild. So, oh, it hasn't gotten wild yet. Christine? No, <laughs> not quite. Okay, what is about to happen then? <laughs> so, Mark Garagos, uh, the the celebrity lawyer, you know Chris Brown and Winona Ryder, et cetera, he shows up and he says, "You're not going to like my guy, aka Scott Peterson, but you're going to see he's not a murderer." So his angle is, "Yeah, he's a shithead."
1: <laughs> he is garbage, but like he's innocent
0: garbage. But he's like not a murderer garbage, right? Like, so everyone can relax. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. So that's his angle, which, you know, is probably the best way to go at this point because nobody fucking likes him. Right. So it's like, yeah, I guess that's the angle you have to take. And now, do you remember when I said that when they woke up on Christmas Eve, they were watching Lacey's favorite program? Oh, yes. I, Christine, the meringue. <laughs> Big Martha. Big Martha and her meringue. Yep, yep. Okay, so the meringue, it's back because the prosecution had said this is a lie, like blah, blah, blah. During Mark Gargo's opening statement, he literally plays the episode that aired that morning in which Martha Stewart is making meringue. And okay. this is bad because the prosecution has already said he was lying he made up a story about Martha Stewart and Meringue. There was no Meringue. They didn't watch the tape. Like they had access to what episode aired that day. And I guess the the police officer who went back and checked kind of skimmed the episode and didn't catch that they talked about Meringue. And he said, oh, he fully made it so up. So the R&D was not well done. The R D was uh-huh. <sighs> fell through the cracks. Uh-huh. And so he was like, no, no, there was no talk of Meringue on that episode. And then Mark Ergos is like, oh, really? Let's watch it. And they played like her talking about meringue and they were like, well, so that's not a good look because the prosecution said, oh, he made that up. We checked.
1: Uh No, he was telling the
0: truth. Uh, He watched some sort of Martha Stewart that day about meringue. So it's not a good look because. Shit it's just could we have also though if i would have looked at every tv
1: guide that day and been like maybe there was a quick summary and he knew to just check the tv guide of what was playing that day so it looked like he was home
0: it's possible it's possible like
1: martha has fun with meringue you know like could have like (laughs) remember tv guides. we should check
0: what the tv guide literally said i'm curious because that could 24th. he could have used that, and we could be reopening the case with our new info. So I got to say too that apparently the day before they were also talking about meringue on an episode. I guess they talk about meringue oh. a lot. So my other thought is maybe it was the day before, and he got lucky that they, they talked just about it two days out. in a row. Yeah. But I don't know Jeez. that it's pretty spot on that he says, "Oh yeah, we watched it that morning." They talked about meringue, and they literally did. Um, so yeah, but. And the fact that he was interviewed about that, like, right after she was reported missing, like, he would have had to do a lot of preparation right? to, like, go to the TV guide and plan this. So it's possible. You're right. It's possible. Um, Like, if
1: I were going to murder someone back when the TV guide was hip and happening, I would have at least checked,
0: you know, mm -hmm. just, like, had an alibi. Check on what Martha's making that day.
1: What's Martha up to?
0: Martha what do I do with meringue? I still don't know.
1: I still, yeah, That the real question in court should have been like, what did you learn about
0: meringue that day? Yeah, what,
1: what? <laughs> and he would have been like, I learned that it's boring
0: and, and I didn't a that I, don't know. I so don't care, but apparently it's very important to this case right, all right. of a sudden. Oh, how terrible though to like, whatever, I don't know. This is just getting existential in my head of like, you're just watching Martha Stewart make meringue and then all of a sudden it's brought up like years later and your court, case anyway okay so he says so the prosecution is like no he fully made that up and then mark is like interesting because like they did talk about meringue dun 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 so (laughs) bad look police who did not do their research yeah and also a blow to their credibility right like Oh, for sure. Oh, We checked. He made it up. And it's like, you didn't check
1: very clearly. It definitely makes the whole case like it should get thrown out the window of like, if you didn't check
0: this, like, how do we know you You got anything? it? Right. Then it's like, well, what? Right. What else did you not pr- properly R&D? Um, yeah. So not a good look. And uh, Garagos also lifted a huge file of evidence that had been cleared by the police. Um, his point was to show the jury that nothing had been found at the alleged crime scene. So there was there were a lot of rumors. Yeah. Um, that like when police arrived at his house, they could smell bleach and he had just like cleaned the floors. It was all, made, none of that was in any of the police reports. Ooh. So even though the media was going on like, yes, apparently he had just, it was all rumors. There was no evidence whatsoever that they had found at his actual house on the 24th. So the defense then pre- presented the information that on the morning of the 24th, now this is another big blow to the prosecution, Shit,
1: what is going on over there? I know.
0: A computer analyst reported that someone had been on the Peterson home computer on the morning of December 24th looking at women's clothing as well as umbrella stands that had sunflower patterns on them. And Lacey was a huge, like, she loved sunflowers. She had a sunflower tattoo. She was, like, all about sunflowers. And so they proved that on the morning of the 24th, someone was on the computer at home looking up, like sunflower accessories for the house uh uh-huh. and women's clothing. although we could we could pretend he was pretending to be so her right that's what i thought and then they made the really good point of if he had done that wouldn't he have pointed them to the computer and said like look she was like this is probably a lot to explain but if if he had been the one who planted that like searching for women's clothing and searching to pretend it was her wouldn't he have pointed them that way. Wouldn't they have, wouldn't he have pointed the investigators that way? To say, I guess so. But like yeah. nobody he didn't know. So like he like, couldn't have if thought if he were to,
1: if he were doing that with the thought with that intent. like they would check the computers when he had said like oh have you check the computer. Check the computer
0: or like yes yeah, she was on the computer you can check, you know? Or right. like oh I saw her on the internet. But like he didn't apparently know and so he didn't even know to be like check her web history. Um, hmm. and so this wasn't even brought up for years, you know, until this actual case, until the prosecution hired this computer analyst to check. So okay. I was like, that's a fair point. I feel like if he had planted that, he would have at least told somebody to check it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that makes total sense.
0: So uh, I don't know. I'm stuck on that one. But part of me thinks, what if, what if he was I really thought this for- was going to be like. I really thought there was gonna be like such like a clean cut. I oh, you know like, it's so
1: frustrating. I was so ready to just. I mean, I mean, I still have my opinion that I. I don't think my, I don't think my first gut is gut instinct is wrong. Right. But it,
0: he is making it messier. It's to, definitely not as clean cut as, I guess we were led to believe. Um, yeah. And the documentaries are very nuanced, I would say. So some of them are very much like, well, he obviously fucking did it the end. And then the one I, this one that I watched, the six part one is more like, well, let's look into all the things that the police did wrong and things that could have, you know? And so I'm like that threw a wrench into my plan, (laughs) my plans, my plans. (laughs) So it's a little bit confusing Um so she loves sunflowers. They're like, well, somebody on the twenty fourth was looking up sunflowers and he was at the marina. So who was mm. it? I don't know. Um let's see. The prosecution also claimed that, you know, this was a part of the cover up and he had done this on purpose to cover up her murder, but then uh why would he have not said anything? Why wouldn't he have pointed right. them to the computer? Um, and so Gargos asked how Scott could have uh Thought, how people could think he had murdered her, bring her body into the car in broad daylight, check into the marina, which he had a receipt for, and have enough time to clean up the crime scene and dump the body with no one seeing. Sure, fair, it's possible, but it's tough. Okay. Um, and everything that the prosecution basically brought up, the defense was like, bang, bang, boom, we have a counter to that. Got it, got it, got it. So, The defense was like kicking ass, in other words. Uh, And it's not a good look, again, for the millionth time. And in a huge turning point, this is when the prosecution takes back the power here, when Amanda Fry takes the stand. Uh Aha. Okay. Got it. So according to CBS on August 10th, 2004, in what many considered a major turning point for the trial, Amber Fry took the stand for the first time to tell the jury about her relationship with Scott Peterson, a secretly married man, and about all the lies he told her. She painted a picture of a dishonest man who could tell falsehoods with ease, hurting his credibility. So she's basically like a um, character witness to say like he's a shithead. Uh, i mean she's doing it flawlessly [SSS1] she's doing a great job she's so brave uh jurors heard (laughs) jurors heard the lies for themselves in the recorded phone calls that they had um so that really 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 hurt his credibility and with all of these fucking lies about europe you can they literally just got to hear him say oh i'm now I'm, i'm in spain now i'm in france and it's like there's photos. Of him in your of him.
1: underpants. I'm <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> There's photos of him at the vigil and the the jury's hearing him blab on about the Eiffel Tower. So like, it's just that they got a a good serving of like Scott's a shithead, um, and he was exposed to be like the cheater that he was, and in so many people's minds, this uh man was guilty. And remember, he told Amber, "I lost my wife, and this will be my first Christmas without her." And then right. fucking two weeks later, she vanishes. It's just a yeah. weird coincidence. I'm sorry.
1: You know, it's it's a lot of weird coincidences that have no explanation, and then throw in like the ten thousand dollars and his appearance mm-hmm. changing, and like, and then also like he's on Diane Sawyer, and he's just fucking lying. He's like the like, unluckiest
0: man in the world. If if this he's is a, all, he's true. the walking number thirteen. Yeah, he is. He is the baker's dozen. Nobody invited to the party. <laughs> He is the baker's dozen that nobody wanted at the pastry shop. That's, That's right. how you got to finish that one. And it's hard to believe that you would not want that 13th donut, but what if I told you? But it this one has
1: jelly in on it. On the floor. You know? And yeah, it was filled okay. with jelly. <laughs> That's.
0: Does that make, we'd be the worst fucking lawyers.
1: But what if, if we I were told character you? witnesses? We'd be like, he was a bad donut. Like, like he had dirt on him and i know what you're thinking there's no
0: such thing as a bad donut but you would be wrong but this one was a day old so you tell me it was pretty old and it hit the floor sorry Mm -hmm. that's the case i don't make the rules i just couldn't do the truth um (laughs) your honor it was soggy it was (sighs) like sitting for too
1: long and it melted yeah
0: it got a little like stale not good so yeah on that note uh despite how well the defense had like defended him up until this point after 19 weeks where we heard from 174 witnesses by the way scott didn't take the stand which they think hurt him because oh okay even though he took the stand in diane sawyer's world like and it didn't go well if he had taken the stand in court at least his lawyer could have led him into better answers or made could have He could have said something that would have made him look better. Yeah, 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 because, like, he was being painted by all these people as, like, a shitty cheater. Maybe he could have gone up and said, like, uh, defended himself in some way. But he didn't go up at all. Um, And after seven days of deliberation, which also in the uh, documentary, you can see they had to replace two jurors for, like, not behaving properly. Like, one of them started talking to... Lacey's family before the trial mm. and another one was like gossiping outside it, it, like there's just a lot of drama with the jury to begin with so they would replace two jurors so after seven days of jury deliberation Scott Peterson was convicted of the first degree murder of Lacey Peterson and the second degree murder of Connor Peterson his son wow on November 12 2004 so he was found guilty of both and this was surprising to some people because it was sort of like circumstantial it's all circumstantial but like there's no actual proof that he murdered her i mean maybe there is but it's all kind of there's a lot of evidence pointing towards it but no final anything not necessarily anything like super concrete but they vote they the jury came back said he is guilty of both murders and the jury then recommended that scott be sentenced to death And one of the jurors said that was his regret that like, he still felt like Scott was guilty, but he did regret saying voting for, for death penalty. And he said, if he did it again, he would vote uh, for life in prison. So in March, 2005, the judge agreed. And although he still maintains his innocence, um, Scott currently resides in San Quentin state prison. According to the Modesto B two appeals were filed one in 2012 and one in 2015 And he's also asked for a new trial, but the California Attorney General rebuked the request in a 150-page document and said there is overwhelming evidence for Scott Peterson's guilt, so he is not getting a new trial. Uh, One of Scott's defense attorneys, Pat Harris, claimed that the outcome was outrageous because the prosecution couldn't tell you when the murder happened. They couldn't tell you where it happened. They couldn't tell you how it happened. The only thing they could do was just say Scott Peterson's a bad person. So gotcha. as ABC News reported on August 24th, 2020, so like almost about a year ago exactly, uh, almost two decades after his conviction, the California Supreme Court upheld Peterson's guilty verdict but overturned the death penalty sentence and de- determined that um, because of the way they had to like dismiss these jurors and all this business um, and because the the Juror questionnaire did not ask their views about the death penalty before they joined, that the death penalty was out of the question, basically off the table. So they scrapped the death penalty, said life in prison, and kept it at that. So almost two decades after the disappearance and murder of his wife, Lacey Peterson, and their unborn child, Connor Scott Peterson says he's still seeking justice and that his first trial was unfair. Uh, to this day, in the, the documentary, you can see Scott Peterson's sister-in-law, Janie, uh, maintain what she calls her war room of evidence, where she's still trying to, like, exonerate him. And she has people wow. fly in that she's met online who, like, help build, like, they're trying to build a case to, like, get him out like, of do prison. they have, like,
1: one of those big walls? They fl- literally the have yarn. the
0: wall with all oh, these shit. pins about, like, where Lacey was spotted by witnesses and you know, all this. So, so they're trying to exonerate him. And listen, I say, give it a shot if, if you can. Great. Wow. You know, I don't know at this point. I don't know. I don't know. I I know he's a shitty husband and not a great guy, but I don't know. I don't know if he killed her. I don't know. Um, Yeah. That's at the very least
1: that we can say that he was not like 10 out of 10 on values. Yes. I, like, on I would morals. say I don't
0: love the guy. I got to say, yeah. uh, I don't <laughs> love him. Not a huge fan, but there's a lot of, I would say there's enough doubt, at least in my mind, which is all you need to, to, you know, like you just need one teeny little iota of doubt. And that should be enough legally, you know, to not send you to the death penalty, but oh yeah, who knows? Yeah. I mean, the, I'm so thrown because I always was like, oh, he fucking did it. Obviously. But then I'm like, well, they really got to interview these people who said they saw her. And if the burglary literally happened that day, like, that's really fishy. And Or, like, the cops not looking at the video of the Martha Yeah, it's kind of like, ooh, you're not making this easy for us. It's like,
1: I do understand yeah. why he would want a fair trial. Yeah, like that's, yeah, I yeah. Get that. And
0: why his family would be like, yo, you're missing all these pieces. So yeah. I get it. And, like, the you know, he's a shithead. So I, like it's hard I don't know it's a very it's really confusing for my brain I guess um but oh the other thing too is like when this was really sad but they talk about like when they found Connor's body and like how they believe that happened with like because you know it was her torso that was found and Mm -hmm. they had like experts come in and like doctors say like whether Connor would have been born before he was found or whether he would have whether yeah. he, like, was still in her body when she was dumped. I mean, it's all just, like, so oof. dark and horrible. And even, like, no, like none of that can be really proven. Like, his gestational right. age has been, like, uh, debated. Like, whether he was, you know, eight months or whether he was older. And it's just, like, oof, it's just so fucking sad. Um, and so, and even where the bodies were found. Like, now his sister-in-law is saying, well... He couldn't have dumped her, where they say he did, because the body wouldn't have washed that way. There's just a lot of stuff that gets discussed in this six-part series. That if you're, if you want wow. more info, I would recommend watching it. Um, so-, so is that what you
1: were saying? the The documentary was like a little quote controversial because it was more biased
0: it was but like also it sounds like it was trying to do a fair trial that never actually happened that's kind of where my brain goes is like yeah i get why people call it biased but also like it's important to know these things that like they didn't check this out and they didn't interview these people like i'm i'm glad i know this now you know so i yeah that's exactly where my brain was um gotcha So Janie, his sister-in-law, has this war room of evidence Um, from an interview with uh, Jonathan Vigliotti. She claims she can prove Scott's innocence. She claims witnesses saw Lacey walking in the neighborhood near the Peterson home after the time Scott said he left for his fishing trip. And if Mm. that's true, Scott could not have killed Lacey. Scott Peterson's attorney explains there's been a lot of criticism because we didn't call some witnesses who saw Lacey that day. That's the other thing. The prosecution also got in, tr- or not the prosecution. The defense also got in trouble because they kept saying, "Oh, we have all these people who saw Lacy that day," but they didn't call any of them to the stand. So oh, it's sort really, of like, yeah. So it's sort of like if you had all these people who could have said, "Like, I saw her," like, why didn't you call them? But, why wasn't? Why weren't they? Why didn't they get to share what happened? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so his argument <sighs> is that a number of the witnesses who saw her didn't have great memories or were contradicting each other, and so they they were scared if they brought that to the table that prosecution would like destroy that and say like, you know, now you have nothing. I, I don't know. So it's, hmm. I think people were disappointed. They didn't get that, that angle of it. Cause that could have been a really big deal if they had witnesses who saw her. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. So retired detective John Bueller says there are no witnesses. who saw Lacey alive that morning. He says there were other young women in the neighborhood who were pregnant and looked similar to Lacey. And it could have been easy for them to mistake her mistake. One of them for being Lacey, Um, So that's one of the arguments and it's it's just tough I don't know so I say watch the documentary series kind of read up on your own and you know let me know what you think I'm very curious because I feel like I always had it in my head like oh he for sure fucking did it and I think there's enough reasonable doubt to get in my head if that makes sure. No, that makes total sense. Um, where I wouldn't be sure what to vote for if I were a juror. I'd be a little bit hesitant at the very least. So,
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: so that's that. Um, this is a long episode. I apologize, everybody. But that is part two of, and the final part of my Lacey and Scott Peterson coverage.
1: Wow, good job.
0: Wow, thank you so much. This was a wild ride of an episode today. It is, what day does this come out? Oh my gosh, a while from now, I think like four weeks from now or something. Hmm uh, I'm
1: trying to think where, where I would be in four weeks, but I why would I even do that to myself? I don't know the answer. It'll be
0: I think October or at least the end of September.
1: I think it'll be at least in October. Hmm. It'll be a few. That weeks means away. I'm I'm in the thick of it right now trying to figure out Allison's birthday. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know what I'll be doing, but I'm sure it will be maniacal. Maniacal um, indeed. It'll be excellent Dante. So,
0: uh oh, do you have Eva any says fun October packs? 3rd? Yeah,
1: so October 3rd is on <gasps> this
0: comes oh out Oh my god.
1: Wow. I, is it, it's not a Wednesday though because otherwise no, it's it'd be a Sunday. A... I know. Well, I was thinking it's October 3rd.
0: October 3rd. Oh, uh, we should wear we should have worn pink today since Aww. it'll come out on uh, on October 3rd. Oh well. Precious. Um okay, well I have a little thank you Eva by the way for texting us that. Did she also write circumstantial in the chat? Cause she's going to kill me if she did. And I didn't see it. No, she didn't. Okay. Um, so do you want to know at that point, if I'm still pregnant, yikes, how big the baby will be? Yes. Um, okay. Week 40 would be Rocky's boxing gloves. Oh, Four. I like how by week 40 it's not just like it's the size of a
1: baby like it's <laughs> a baby size one
0: of my apps is like it's the size of a la- a baby lamb and I'm like what? So also a baby human right and then uh according to 80s and 90s nostalgia a build-a-bear fun I like that and I'm just so nervous I won't mention it next week and I'll forget but just heads up next week when we record the next episode uh it'll be Kermit the Frog so and that's how it. far we are into this nightmare <laughs> uh
1: into this oh i like wait hang on kermit the frog is supposed to be smaller than a build bear no bigger
0: 41 will no be next bigger. week sorry uh-huh. i mean next week like the week how after many weeks October does 3. it show
1: you because like 42
0: oh so 42 the... is like usually when you're induced if like you haven't given birth yet
1: so kermit the frog is the penultimate size uh-huh. of your baby correct
0: correct correct correct, correct. what's the final so. one
1: Baby.
0: So the oh. final one is a cabbage patch kid stall.
1: Jeez. Um,
0: and then according to movie and TV props, so the week of uh the, the week of Kermit is Michael Jordan's basketball and space jam oh <laughs> which i guess is just a basketball i would imagine it sounds what that sounds like yeah same like the volleyball from castaway like just a volleyball <laughs> like i guess the Wilson. spaghetti
1: from leading the trance yeah. is spaghetti okay well got
0: interestingly it. uh week 42 hmm. would be pizza from teenage mutant ninja turtles so like a 22 inch pie which girl <laughs> feels pretty damn big so ooh, wow
1: yeah.
0: okay fun i you got a would- lot Happening over
1: here, it's a lot of sizes growing. It can make your body stop it. That's not cool. I'm trying. (laughs) Oh, well, um, that means we've only got like two weeks left of you telling me sizes of your baby. I know, and and eventually I'll be like, and then later I'll be like, Christine, what's the size of your baby? And you can just like Lion King hold the baby (laughs) up and be like, it's this size, it's bigger than
0: moonshine already, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, uh, very exciting stuff, and uh, yeah, that I am excited to... It's Tuesday, so I'm going to go do Tea Time Tuesdays. Have fun. I'm going to watch Tea t- I love Tea
0: Time Tuesday.
1: Shout out, by the way, to Tea Time Tuesday. If you are not a member of Patreon, you should, and then every Tuesday, uh, I dish some hot gossip. Uh, yes. Well, I dish what everyone that is a patreon anonymous member sends gossip me. yeah it's anonymous so dirt on your bosses and your ex-husband and it always and comes with a blurry
0: selfie of M's reaction sometimes i can't handle the i can't take the heat i gotta it's get out of the kitchen great so. stuff i watch it every tuesday it's a fun time
1: join me time
0: and that's why we drink